Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, Episode 9 of the 2014 regular season. This is Show 151. If you were with us last week, we were having quite a celebration about our 150th show together, and we're still fired up about it. Obviously, uh, we're going to be getting into, for this show... Not looking in the rearview mirror too much, although we'll talk about some huge games. There was some major, major scoring happening like we haven't seen in ages last week, and that was just awesome. Huge games, uh, people playing against each other. we got some good, fun stories about that. But we'll be talking about Week 9 games. Uh, on by this week is Falcons, Bills, our Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and the Titans. This show we're calling Your Fantasy Teams Dressed to the Nines. So witty, so witty. And when I say we, as usual, I'm with Houdini to the left of me, and across the way from me, I got Dogmatica. I'm D Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and we're fired up to get some number nine going. So far this semester, he has been absent nine times. Nine times? Nine times. I don't remember him being sick nine times. That's probably because he wasn't sick. (laughs) (laughs) So far this season, guys, we've done this podcast nine times. Nine times? I don't remember doing this podcast nine times. (laughs) I think think you don't because of... There it is. And that happens to all of us. We have fun on this stuff. That is what we do. All right, first thing I want to do is I want to give a shout-out to one of our new... uh, Awesome, awesome Facebook um, fans, and uh, you know he's really joined the conversation and been an awesome component there. Really psyched, Abdullah Al Latif. He's out of um, Cincinnati. He's a Bengals fan. He's a Reds fan. And uh, keep it up. Thanks a lot. And if you guys want to, uh, you know, join in the discussion, ask us questions there, comment on our rankings, comment on this, you know some of this funny or stupid or whatever you think about it, images and and, and NFL type stuff up there. Go for it. I'm all, you're all, we want more of the merrier. That's facebook.com forward slash pyromania. Join us there. Look at my sexy buddy. <laughs> get on there and show us your sexy stuff. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's get into Thursday night, October 30th. We've got the Saints at the Panthers. Remember, these games aren't going to be on CBS anymore, so if you don't have the NFL Network, you're not watching this game. So either get the NFL Network or get your ass to a bar that has it, because now it's not going to be on CBS anymore. That deal is run up. Uh, I'm just going to start off with a little thing for me that was last week, and then we can segue into that for the Saints. I've played Brandon Cooks. I played him in our our league. I played him in another league, too. But one of my leagues I chose because I was going to watch the Bears. Last second, I chose to put in Edelman. I was like, I just have a feeling they're going to crush him, which they did. Not that Edelman had any part of that. But Brandon Cooks sat him in a league just because that kind of was a punishment. And I knew it. I was like, this guy's going to go off today just because you're sitting him. Obviously, I sat in the bye week. What was that, four or five? But sat him in that one league. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's so painful to just play a guy every, every week and then literally halfway through the season, finally you take him out and he, he goes nuts. Ugh. I benched him as well. And then in my 16-team uh, league, I was playing against him. Oh, Jesus. And that's why I lost by five points, all because of he over-exceeded expectations ridiculously. I got to tell you, it's just as frustrating for me. Um, I don't own him in any leagues. I'm only in one league. I've been marking him up there pretty high in the rankings. I don't want to say high, high, but 
High enough. I've Top nice. 25. I just can't take this anymore. The guy obviously isn't working in this offense. I moved him down this week. <laughs> Good call. Good call there. Well, I think he's seen. He actually should have that. He should have caught that other bomb. I yeah. mean, he dropped. He dropped the 40 or 50 yards, uh, maybe even more. He should have caught that. So what are your thoughts on the Saints for this week? And, but, and but one quick question yeah. about that. Is that a fantasy rule of thumb? Because it always happens, right? Whenever you peg a guy that you just know, the guy's got breakout amazing ability, you know, it's just only a matter of time before he puts it together. But you have to keep starting him and, and living with all the disaster because as soon as you don't, fantasy rule of thumb, that is the week that he'll go. Well, I'll tell you, it, no it doesn't happen with the studs. Because studs will be studs. It happens with the, the second receivers, the third receivers, the second running backs, whatever, your RB2s, your wide receiver threes. Another guy that happened with this last week, Marcus Wheaton, had no, had no business go, uh, getting a touchdown and, and getting yardage the way he did uh, at all. And sure enough, of course, Lo- Roethlisberger throws for a second 500-yard game of his career. First player ever to do that. Wow. And, and, sure, and, of course, Wheaton had something to do with it. He had zeros. Zeros for a few weeks, yeah. like just terrible games, doing nothing, I'm getting targeted some, but still not making any catches. He was terrible. Finally got a touchdown. Finally got you some points, but I'm sure he was not in your lineup. And he was I the mean, worst of the three wide receivers in that game. We'll yeah, talk he was. about that. And there's another guy who, luckily, thank God, I started him, but not even owned in a lot of these. John Brown. Oh yeah. Who you know had that one little flash at the beginning of the year when he scored the touchdown, the little screen pass, but then. You know, just has never done anything. And then he gets on the 75-yard touchdown after Larry Fitzgerald. Now, of the three guys that we just talked about right there, uh, Wheaton, Brown, and and Cooks, I had moved Cooks down. I had moved Wheaton way down. Brown, I had actually had been moving down a little bit because he had not been doing what he had done early in the year. But this was the type of game where it looked like he was actually going to do something. I moved him up last minute. I'm like... You know what? I, I, this is the type of game. This is the type of game where, you know what? I, I, I should have moved Michael Floyd down a bit, I'll tell you that. I did keep him up there. I don't know why. But I moved Fitz up and I moved Brown up. I had a feeling that both of those guys were going to make some connections this week. I think you were, predicting, I think you were predicting the guy to roll up on, on his knee early in the game and slow Floyd down to a, to a, a snail's pace mm-hmm. where it was just over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting bitch. He's getting bitch slapped by people. So what's going on in this game? Well, he Saints. will be. He will be later in the week too. Yeah. Oh, All right. You're ready for part. It's part. part installment two is coming up. Crazy. Yeah, here we go. Interesting. Fast this season's mm-hmm. fine. Is this? A, we've been doing this for many years now. Is this the fastest fantasy season you rem- you, you can remember? I mean, the fact, think about that. You you were drafting people eight or nine weeks ago, and it's that it's almost the end of October. I mean, this season, the last two months, just flying by. Flying. Uh, you know what? For no, for for me it's it doesn't seem like it. No, because he's got one league. <laughs> yeah, for me he's it's, got all the time to, to sit and minutiaize that team. Yeah, it's like it's been I moving kind of slow for me. This yeah, one league wow. thing. Yeah, I you got time to absorb everything and nice. you're thinking about your lineup. You know, every I'm, week it's I'm just one that. lineup you're thinking about. What what can I do? It just moves a little slow because there's not much you can do. <laughs> you know, I only have a certain amount of pickups in that one league. I've used a bunch of them already. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's slow like moving for me. Because cause you sit there, and you're like painstakingly waiting for the next action in the league to exactly. happen. It's true. And I'm sitting Very here true. going, okay, I got this many leagues, I got this many actions I got to do, I got to be like a bidder over here, go, hey, sold in America, oh, wait, 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 oh, no, you got to bid on that one, oh, wait, wait, oh, you got to be slow and... 
I'm like, oh my god, the week is here and Sunday again. I got to write again. Oh my god, here we go. Uh, well, I mean, when you have seven leagues, you get to you get to eat like six. It's only six. Six, six, six leagues. Yeah. You get to cry for a day. You yeah. get to laugh for a day. Yeah. You get to lament and say, ah, you know what? Uh, this is all very good. I, then the last day, down, you get to say, you know what? Down. I'm going to make some trades. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the week's over. <laughs> because you, know? you don't have time well, to make trades. Because you, yeah, yeah. You know, where there's not a lot of trading, whatever. Anyway, so let's get on to this first game. Yeah, let's talk 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 Breeze. He's uh, he's on he's on a nice little uh, roll. Not that the team is necessarily following, but he's putting up some nice yardage numbers. He had a good game in this one. What are you, what are your thoughts and against the Panthers? Is he going to light him up on uh, Thursday night football? Or? Um, no, I, I, he's not going to light him up. Not the way that he nor- not the way that he um, has been uh, lately in the last couple games, or whatever. But. What happens with, with Breeze, obviously, and we all know this, and we've talked about it plenty of times, when he goes on the road, he isn't as good as when he is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a couple of good road games this year. One, uh, the, the last one was a pretty nice one. Um, but last year, he dominated against Carolina in New Orleans. When he went to Carolina, not so good. Not as good as he, he did. In New Orleans, nearly as good. In New Orleans, 313 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. In Carolina, uh, he threw for 281 yards with one touchdown and two interceptions. That was yeah. last year's. That last was last year's. That was last year's. Yep. You go back. And he hasn't played him yet this year. You go a year. You go a year back before that in 2012. Same thing. I think it was four touchdowns, 300 plus yards at home, and uh, one one touchdown and two interceptions on the road or something like that. Um, so that's kind of the way he works again. I mean, it's an interdivision game. So I mean, these guys know each other very well. Uh, they know each other's tendencies, and the home crowds make a big difference in these intervision games. I will say this, though. This Carolina defense is not the Carolina defense of 2012 no. and 2011. That's true. Um, you know, you're missing a couple key pieces in that defense. So I, I think it's one of these things maybe if they're going to get their season back, this is one of those things that can Drew Brees overcome obstacles? Of course he can. You know, sure. you know the numbers may say this. I'm actually going to say, I think he, he might be able to do a little bit better because if he you get uh, Brandon Cooks coming off of the game that he was coming off of that we were just talking about, he's young and stupid, and now he's on an adrenaline high and he gets to go right back onto the field four days later. Yeah. I think for him that's fantastic. Uh, you know, he didn't have any, any time for anything else to settle in. He's just getting right back in the game zone. What was up with Stills? I agree with that. That's a great point. What, what's up with Stills? The week before, he was getting all the targets, all the game, and all the, you know, and Cooks wasn't getting Jack on a squat. But uh, watching the game this week, Cooks was on the field a ton. So you've. You've seen New Orleans play before, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Breeze spreads that ball around, right. and one, you know, and, and I wasn't even seeing one Stills week. on the field much this week. Well, he was, he was out. They were early. You didn't see him much in the second half. But it's the same thing. You didn't see any of Jimmy Graham or anything in the first half either. And then all of a sudden, Graham came. Yeah. So I mean, it. it, it of course, it, Peyton Sean Payton is very good at um, playing the matchups and halftime. Uh, changes. He knows what to do at halftime a lot better than most coaches in the league. So when it comes to stuff like that, uh, when they come out in the second half and you don't see Stills going on, it's because he saw something that Stills wasn't working with. Um, how does with, that, I mean, I, I don't know if that translates to so this game in particular. But With Peyton, when you're watching him on the sideline, 
he kind of looks like a dick. He's never having fun. He's never like smiling. He's always got like this look like he's a cross between constipation and bewilderment. And it, there's just he just is. He needs to be wearing like always to be wearing like the Steve Spurrier uh, little <laughs> little uh, visor. Yeah. Is what he looks Jeez. like he should be wearing. No, <laughs> you know what? The thing is, I'm torn in between seeing a coach on the sideline either being happy-go-lucky and giddy or being serious and never showing an emotion. Because there have been coaches in the past who have been serious all the time and angry and all that stuff, a la uh, Ditka or, or um, Belichick. You know, you don't, you never see those guys crack smiles. Stoic like all that. the time, the man in the hat. Yeah. Tom but, Landry, that guy. Uh, Tom Landry, You sure. never saw an emotion out of that guy. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, then you got guys who are having fun and, and playing with their, you know, uh, Tomlin, you know, uh, Tomlin, yeah, exactly. Tomlin is one in particular. That's one. He's one. Of, he's one of the guys. Yeah, he is. He's one of the guys, and you know they've won it. You know, with him, and he's done quite well. So I'm conflicted on what I like. I think about coaches, and I think about like coach speak or whatever. And I think about my Marty Schottenheimer. Gotta have that gleam, gentlemen. <laughs> Gotta have that gleam, Marty. Marty. Well, yeah, I think, let's get to the specifics of this game. Yeah, and quickly, uh, Jimmy Graham. No, it's all good. Jimmy Graham is back. You know, it looks like finally they started using him in that second half. He's getting a lot of catches, look, making some good plays. Obviously, the touchdown. Um, what uh, is, 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 is all his injury worries behind us or still not so much? No, I, I wouldn't say they're all behind us. Um, he still doesn't look like he's all completely there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still dragging that arm a little bit. Yep. He's shying away from contact here and there. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that he's all completely there yet, but I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm, it's I'm Jimmy kinda, Graham. I'm kind of worried about here's, – here's the good and the bad of it as an owner of him that I'm concerned a little bit because it's a short week and he doesn't get a chance to really rest himself. But I like that he gets to play on Thursday then because then I know the next week he's going to get 10 days yeah. of, of rest. And I think that that, uh, as long as he gets through this one unscathed, uh, it should be bode very well for the rest of the season for him. Good point. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, he scores touchdowns against Carolina, period. Uh, the, the last time he, he didn't score a touchdown against Carolina was, I mean, I think it was a 100-yard game he had back in 2011. Um he scored a touchdown in every single game since then. Is I think it was five or six straight games or something. So I mean, the guy, the guy definitely does his work against this team. So I don't expect this to be a bad game for him. He's going to be just fine, even with a slight injury. Um, but I also don't expect them to be passing as much as they normally do. Hmm. This Carolina team could be running. And who showed up last week? Jesus. And it wasn't even just showing up last week. When he was playing earlier this season, he was kicking ass as well. Because yeah. he, he runs back. like a violent mother effort. Yeah, he's, he's, he's finally he's, come he's, into his own. I don't, I don't know what yeah. was with him in the first couple of few years in the league. I think he's lighter and faster. He he looks awesome. Yeah, he's out fast. There. He really does. He looks really good out there. And I wish that I had seen that before the season as my more than I did. Um, but he looks like he's really good. If I had known how good he was looking before the season, I would have marked him up a lot higher because he is he's looking dominant out there. Um, Mark Ingram is having an go. awesome game. Uh, Carolina cannot stop the run right now. They're giving up you know, about five yards per carry to running backs. Um, and what, with what Ingram's doing, I, you know that Carolina's going to be scared of that pass with Breeze out there. I, I see Ingram having a really good game. That's awesome. That's good. Let's go to the Panthers quickly and uh, and move on. What, what's going on with uh, the Cam side of stuff? Uh, the running back, Stewart, got some run. 
is he fine and he's going to be the guy moving forward? Stewart looked Stewart looked great. You know, Stewart has looked a lot better than he has in years past, but. But he's always fine. He's always fine. He always looks good for a couple games until he goes out again. It's just how much faith can you have in it? You know, don't ever think you're getting a long-term solution when you're going out with Jonathan Stewart. That being said, I think that he could have a good success in this game as well because the Saints' defense, I I think it's it's they're they're beatable. You know, I I think that I don't think he's he's ever never going to have a great game though. What's what's a great game going to be for Jonathan Stewart? If he gets a touchdown, it's a great game for him. Oh, agreed. He's agreed. gonna he's not going to get you a hundred yards. He's he's going to be sitting. You know, most likely probably getting you fifty five to seventy yards is what you're looking at. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's at the top end for this game. Ron Rivera's already said DeAndre Williams is back. He's starting. Oh oh, oh I yeah. Missed that. I missed so, that information. I mean that's obviously a, a big one right there. Uh, I, I still think that Stewart gets uh, more play than Williams does this game. I don't think Williams is completely back, but because he is going to be in this game, Rivera said you're getting a start. That doesn't mean he's going to be I didn't realize that, that Williams is back. Now that Williams is back, we go back to the quandary that has been the Carolina running back situation exactly. for years and years and years, which is these two in the backfield. And they are confident enough uh, in him being back that they dropped Darren uh, Reeves. So Reeves is gone, and... Um, it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Easy bake oven. There we go. Panther pot pie. It's going to be a Saints game. I like it. Sorry. I farted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to the... Uh, let's just uh, go, well, talk get into Cam about. Newton. I think Cam Newton is going to have a pretty decent game himself. Um, he plays pretty well at home. He does uh, pretty well at home against the Saints. Um, I think Kelvin Benjamin has a pretty nice game in this one. The Saints can be beaten through the air. Uh, Benjamin is shown to be a consistent stud. Um, so, I mean, that'll, that, that'll be a nice move for I think this is going to be a little closer game than people realize. Uh, Carolina hasn't been all that great this year, but neither has New Orleans, and New Orleans has not been very good on the road. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans has not been that good because Breeze threw his first three-touchdown game of the season last week. Yeah. He's only thrown two touchdowns in all these other games. So the dominant offense that has been uh, the Saints is not been there. No. Uh, they're searching for themselves because you have young guys like Kenny Stills and Brandon Cooks, and you have an injured uh, uh, Jimmy Graham, and you have an aging Marcus Colston. So that's what you got there. So well, Let's go. Calvin seems to be uh, putting it up every week. He's legit. Obviously, we talked about him week in and week out. Uh, I think at this point he's definitely a bona fide wide receiver too, uh, right? I mean, it's hard to hard to take that guy out of your lineup. He's he's performing better than a lot of other guys. I wouldn't take him out. I of wouldn't my take lineup. him out. Of my lineup. <laughs> I'll no. tell you that right now. Same thing with Greg Olson. Even though you know didn't have the week, uh, you know, last week. You know, this is a guy that it's it, it, this defense. He should have a good game against this defense. You would think. But he actually has not done all that great against New Orleans, and New Orleans. I'm not betting on the pass, though. I'm not betting on the pass. It's not even just the pass. New Orleans happens to be um, the top defense yeah, <laughs> third, the third best defense against tight ends this year. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I see Olsen doing some, but not a ton. I really don't. I mean, he, he is the second option on this team next to Benjamin, if not the first. Uh, the 1A to 1B with, with Benjamin, but I don't see him having all that study of a game. New Orleans has been very good against tight ends this year. All right, let's move on to the first game on Sunday, and that's going to be the Buccaneers at the Browns. Um, what's what's to go down in this game? 
you know, a question that, that that I'll just ask quickly, and we talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago, but um, is there any, I mean, the Buccaneers, a team that you just want to stay completely away, away from in the world of fantasy football? I mean, at this point, is it just, it's it's a ghost town over there. I mean, well, I mean this game is in Cleveland. Um, what I see going down is a lot of beers. <laughs> the uh, this is not going to be an exciting game. There's, there's, there's not a lot to get excited about in fantasy football going on in Tampa Bay. Doug Martin, he just doesn't have it. Uh, Mike Glennon, there's, there's nothing special there. Vincent Jackson, this is at the end of his career. Mike Evans has some potential, but he's not putting anything together consistently uh, on a weekly basis. Yeah. So there, there's really you got another rookie, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Again, you have, you have guys with it. And you have, but you have Lovey Smith running the ship. Yeah. So let's move know, on. Let me let me let me, let me, throw, <laughs> let me no. Let's move on in this sense. I'll, I'll give. I'll say because it's Lovey Smith, ex Bear coach. I'll let him basically say as, as the Bears head coach Mark Trestman. What's the best thing the Bears have got going for him this week? We're on a bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst thing that the Buccaneers have going for him this week? They're not. They're playing. <laughs> okay. I, I do want to say a couple things real quick about this game because people do want to hear a, a little bit about a, a couple situations. One, Charles Sims is back, Mm -hmm. and he is eligible to play. It's not 100% definite that he will be playing this week, but the prediction is that he will. Uh, Remember, he was on the uh, IR designated to return. Exactly. And and from what I hear, he's been fine for a few weeks, uh, been ready to go. Uh, They're not sure if he's completely up to speed with everything. My guess is that he will be active. But you're going to want to watch the uh, and see what's going on. A lot of people have been picking him up this week, if they, not last week, just to make sure they, they got They expected him to be the second back behind. You like him as a pickup? Uh, Doug I think he's a great pickup. Right, because I think he's, to be honest, I think he's the best running back that they have, without a doubt, to be yeah. honest. I mean, Doug He, goes on, he goes on my list here, too, then. I picked, um, him, I picked him up last week. <laughs> yeah. And, and early. Just look so at what's going on. Doug Martin's not effective. Doug Martin is just one of these running backs. Either you know how to find a hole and hit a crease, or you don't. And he just doesn't seem to have that ability. And then what's behind him? Rainey? You know, this is not a long-term solution. This is a guy that, that they picked up that they really wanted to see. And, and Sims has, you know, with rookies. And here's the other thing, too. I'll tell you this. Uh, rule of thumb, when it comes to a first time a running back is uh, is going to get major playing time. That's a great time to actually start him in fantasy because for, for whatever reason, uh, now this is this is something I was uh, a standout or uh, information I was going to withhold. Um, I don't have the actual numbers, but it, uh, I was listening to a couple GMs talk, and they were saying that it's not surprising when you see running backs come in for the first time and have success because, as I always like to say, you got no tape on them. And then once they get tape on him, they say, well, now we understand what, the, what this running back's tendencies are. Which way does he like to cut when he gets with the ball? Which way is, how, what are the moves that he makes when he's going to a hole? Now we actually have things that we can coach up our defense on, and you take those things away, which is why a lot of times you see running backs come in, yeah. not wide receivers, because wide receivers have to do different things, but running backs because they're the ones that are being able to carry the ball in space, and that first game can always be a you add success. To, you add to it that um, when a, a new running back comes in or a rookie running back or a, a has-been who is the third on the depth chart who happens to have, uh, get a start because the two guys are injured or something. Last year, Rashad Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, defenses don't pay attention to him. The defenses say, this guy was a third string. This yeah. guy's a rookie. Who really gives a shit? Let's play the pass. If this guy really beats us, fine. He beats us. Yeah. And then but he, he, he ain't going to beat us. Right. He's a starts- rookie. 
And then he starts beating him. And then he starts beating him. And then you have to pay attention. But what else did you have? Starts. You said there was a couple things in this game. What else were you thinking that uh, for this, either the Buccaneers the, or in this match? The Browns brown side of the ball. Um, people are all wondering what the fuck is going on with that backfield. Uh, obviously, it's still Ben Tate, still getting the ball, but he has not been running very well either. I mean, he's been averaging, what, 2.3 yards per carry the last couple weeks or something like that? And then you expect, okay, so Crowell is going to get the ball. One it wasn't. Sure enough, it was uh, Terrence West coming back in. Uh, as I predicted, they were going to have all three active. I just didn't think, didn't think Terrence West was going to take the two job back, um, but he got seven carries. He only had 11 yards. Uh, Crowell had one carry for one yard. All three of them had one catch apiece. One for eight, one for 11, one for eight. Um, you just, I mean, it's become another quagmire, one of those uh, Carolina situations that you mm-hmm. just don't want to touch it. Yep. Yeah, and, I, and here's another thing that people are, are complaining about. What the hell's going on with Jordan Cameron? Oh, uh, there's <laughs> another one play concussion. Here. Another concussion. Um, it looks like he's going to be extremely iffy for this week, and then they have the Thursday game the next week. He might be gone the next two weeks, is what Jordan Cameron might be. So be planning to get yourself another tight end. If you have a good backup, be ready to use them. If not, go ahead and go on the waiver wire and check around for a few guys. There are a few guys out there that can be had, I'm sure. And now, it's time to say goodbye. Dr. Evil Shordash, which for you is bad news bears. <laughs> bad news bears. You know who's going to be on the podcast next week with us, fellas? Is Val Verde. I was expecting him. Next oh, yeah. So. There you go. It's my bad. I've had, just so you guys know, the audience, and, and this goes to a few things on Twitter and questions I haven't been able to answer, and you guys have done a great job filling in, but my computer went on the fritz last Wednesday when I slammed it down by accident, fell and slammed on it, and uh, I just said, I've been having some major computer issues over the last five days. Bought a new one yesterday, so now I'm setting the thing up and all this crap. So Valverde was supposed to be on the show, but I was a little worried with the new computer setup and getting right into... Um, uh, a, a garage band with this new version. So I wanted to have him come on next week so I had at least one week under my belt. Sorry, Valerie, to push you back one week, but we're fired on for you to be on next week. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs. Chili, baby back, ribs. I'm getting, I'm getting hungry. Oh, oh my God. God. I want some ribs. That's awesome. A couple of streamers that you could grab um, when it comes to uh, defenses. As Frank uh, Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Frank Maniscalco. One of our best Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. That guy is that guy, that guy is a big Pyro fan, and we're a big fan of yours, buddy. We he's love from, you, buddy. I think he lives in Arlington Heights, uh or something like that, but he's a Chicagoan, so keep up the good work. Nice. Thanks for all um, the support. And Cleveland Browns, not not a bad one this week, actually, going up against a, a pretty bad uh, Tampa Bay defense. To be quite honest, the Tampa Bay defense, if you want to take a real shot, not too bad against a real bad Cleveland offense at this point. Um, either one of those two. A couple of streamers that you might want to take tight end-wise uh, that are completely off the charts, guys, that I'm sure nobody has. 
uh, a Clay Harbor isn't a real bad call this week. Jason Morrow, I'm not sure if a lot of people have him on their teams. I can he see him get dumped a lot. He's been getting dumped a lot the last couple weeks. Yeah, he's not a bad call this week either. Both of those two guys aren't too bad if uh, you're looking for a replacement for Cameron. Nice. Well, let's move on. Anything that we don't cover on a game that you want to hear about, you can always go check out our website. We've got tons of different pieces of content, including Dog Matica's award-winning <laughs> uh, player rankings. Yeah. And uh, check them out. Uh, actually got some cool stuff happening to the site, some changes uh, that you won't recognize in the player rankings this week, but next week we are going to have our new interface for that. Everything's kind of in place, but we're going to do a little QA testing on it this week, so that's right for next week. We're pretty fired up about that. Uh, going on to the next game, it's going to be the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Cowboys coming off a, a pretty pretty, uh, pretty brutal loss for them uh, coming at the hand of Colt McCoy. Um, what is your expectation? Do they get the ship back on? Is Romo out for a little bit? What's the status on on, on where the Cowboys take this thing? Yeah, Romo, it was... Oh, my mommy fatty button! Well, not really, in the back. But, you know, <laughs> close enough. Uh, I was surprised that he came back and played in that game. Weren't you? Well, didn't aren't they saying that Jerry Jones basically told came out of his box... And well, he was the, all the field. He's like, get him back in there. I mean, Jerry. this was this. And then was, by the time he's playing, Jerry's already back up. Does he have like a? He, I know. I know the answer to this. I have the answer. He's so, got a private elevator, right? This yes, thing. that goes right from his box to the field, and probably has another one that goes right down to the to uh, to where. You know, the so the best part was they were interviewing him, and he, they were talking, and he's like, you know, I'm always every play I hold my breath, and then. As soon as they're done with him, I don't know if it's the, that play or it's the very next play. I think it was like the, the, the second play after. Boom! He takes the major hit. And then all of a sudden, the next thing we see, you know, when Romo's on the sideline. Him is on the sideline. <laughs> Romo on the back of the It's like, and then boom, he's back up in the box again. Romo takes like, first, first hike, goes back up. And they pan over, and there's Jerry in the box chumming it up. Like, dude, is this guy have a tele, like a Star Trek teleporter? Yeah, and, 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 and the other thing, I mean, so... They, they, uh, well, Romo was interviewed also after the game. He admitted that he took a shot uh, to come back into the game too, and then he takes another shot pretty, pretty quickly after he comes back in too. So this is one of those things, um, you know. It, it, it's Tuesday right now, uh, but at the same time, is he going to play this week? Most likely he's going to play. Of course, you know he, he's, he's a gamer. Um, is the injury risk now maybe a little bit more serious? Yeah, because they also exposed uh, something there, Washington did, with that all-blitz oh, look. And, you know, here's Romo. Here's a guy that has been in the league for a long time and is really good and has a very high football IQ. And he was having trouble, you know, they sacked him every single time, was on the, a third down with the all-out blitz. And Romo's an escape artist. What do you yeah, got, Doug? You, you got a blitz. Well, I did make a bet with you last week. 10-1 to odds. Uh, on DeMarco Murray's carries. Now, he did have the fewest carries that he's had in a game this year. He was very productive. And it was it was very productive. Of course it was. And I expected Dallas to kill the, to kill the Redskins. If they did kill the Redskins like they should have, he wouldn't have gotten more than 15 carries. He had 19 carries. But they needed every single one of those just to keep up with them, and they ended up losing. Here's your $10. Yeah, All right. right. Thank you, dog. Good man. Right. But hey, I, I wasn't too far off on that. No. I'll, tell you that, I'll tell you that right now. 19 carries was easily the, the fewest he's had this year. Um, I, I expect him to start slowing down a little bit now. 
Uh, he was extremely productive, he, but they've got to take And on his back 19 carries, if you saw him, too, they were not. He was getting hit no, by absolutely. three, four, five guys, and he had his fifth fumble. And in the game. another fumble. Fifth fumble. I mean, if it weren't for the stats that this guy's, you know, in the yards and everything, and the success, that's probably more important. The success that Dallas has had. The guy that fumbles five times already, it, it's, ooh, that's, you're, that's a lot. Well, I mean, We're that, talking Tiki Barber early in his career. Yeah, right. Well, hey, I mean, they, he fumbled the ball away. If maybe they score on that drive, they win that game. This, that's a loss. Mm-hmm. That's a loss they took that he had a fumble in that uh, that obviously did not help. They lost at home to Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Uh, Colt Breeze. Uh, well, Drew, you know, Drew McCoy. Colt, the, the, the Colt, Colt coming to Texas, and, yeah. and Colt opened up a Valverde all over the place. So what do you think moving forward with the Dallas Romo plays? Is is it going to be the Dallas that we've been seeing over the last five weeks, where everyone's kind of lighting it up in fantasy, including Dez? Witten had a couple games here and there. Or does this? What, what, what do you what do you feel? What's your feeling and your energy on Dallas as a fantasy football entity moving think, forward for the next two three weeks? I think I think this ends up being a very tentative game. Um, I, I see Murray not doing as well as he normally did. This is a the strongest rush defense in the entire league, this Arizona rush defense. I, I think I think they lose this game. I think so, too. I think Arizona comes in, and Arizona is starting to put things together. And, and one thing that that is so important right now is, is what that Washington defense showed in this game. Now that's the perfect – this is a defense that can execute that. And can and can do a better job of covering guys. Now is Patrick Peterson going to be back in this game? He's got a he's in the concussion. Concu- I know, and it, it was it was the fact that Macklin continued to play after that hit. Uh, they were both down. Yeah, and uh, although Peterson was it did not look good. No, it didn't. But I, my guess is that Peterson plays. My, he's in the concussion protocol, but my guess is that he plays. Even um, if he doesn't, I'm, I'm I'm not concerned about it because. It, uh, I think they they have enough guys that they can they can kind of make up for it. And Khalil Campbell came back and he's going to be back and he's obviously making a difference. That's that's a big thing. For See, him. that's the thing. And if you can get more pressure on the quarterback, it's all about not giving the quarterback time. Oh, talking about Tony yeah. Romo being the escape artist that he is. I think this is where with Khalil Campbell coming back to. I just think they're gonna. This is gonna be a pressure Romo all day long, and just do everything you can to stop Demarco. It's Murray. the blueprint. It's yeah. the blueprint that was drawn, and that's what's gonna happen. They rush the crap out of out of the passer. I hate to say it, and we talked about it a little bit, and I don't want to stress on it any more than I already had this year. But Romo's gonna get injured, and it's gonna be. They keep saying, "No, that didn't have anything to do with the surgeries that he signs back." Bullshit. 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 Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of them saying that, okay? Yeah. So if, if it has nothing to do with it, so you're saying he just gets injured everywhere else too? Right. Yeah, he's just going to get injured. He's injury prone. He's going to be going down one of these I'm, days. I'm going to say this too on the other side of the ball here because you got to look at the fact of, you know, Andre Ellington, you know, he finally got into the end zone for the, in the second game, uh, his third touchdown, second game that he scored a touchdown in uh, last week. But he's gotten a lot of carries over the last couple weeks, but he's not been very – Productive in his yards per attempt. Yep. Uh, you know, he's gotten twenty plus carries in each of the last two weeks, only got like seventy and eighty yards in each game. So we're not we're not getting that that major production. But he's he's being trusted with with the workload. You look at um, and why that's important because that's what helps to set up those deep play action passes and everything else. You have to. And that's what Bruce Arians 
loves to throw the ball deep, but he loves to throw the, the ball deep with play action. He needs to have effective play action to get someone to bite, and he's got burners all over the place that can break the ball <laughs> downfield. We saw it last week. Old man Fitzgerald yeah. had the longest touchdown of his career. Looked, looked, looked fast. It was pretty sweet. When play. you throw... I wish I had Carson Palmer and the people who did. Obviously, in, in most leagues, you didn't start him for other options. And there were a lot of great scoring quarterbacks last week. But in my league where you throw, like, you get the long scoring touchdowns, yeah. an 80 and a 70-yard touchdown, I, I went to a, a five. So we're talking, those are 12 and 13 points each just for the touchdown, not even the yards. Yes, I mean, and now yeah. twenty-five points and two touchdowns just with, with Ellington. Now, now, step stool, or a step fan is is gone. Um, he's going to be out for at least a couple weeks or something like that. At least a couple few weeks. They have Marion Grice backing up, backing him up. Um, for Grice six, man. It's good. <laughs> it's going to be Ellington. It's going to be the Ellington show. Um, they'll put up right around top ten numbers again. Uh, disappointing with the Michael Floyd situation last week. I don't see that happening again. Um, well, but, 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 but okay, so that's just the way it's going to happen. That offense, I, he sprints it around a lot. But but he also on that one play, he got rolled up on the knee. He was he was slow. I think he, he was. was just used as a decoy the rest of the game. I think so too. I think so, so too. you know, and that's why I think John Brown, you know, really emerged. And that's an enigma, right? Because I'm I'm a guy who actually owns both those guys. So you, you know, there's there's what do you do? And congrats to Fitz, who is. The biggest Philly killer of all time. But huh. how much he conf- kicks ass against Philadelphia every time he plays. That's awesome. Well, let's but, go to that. Let's go to that. Let's move on to the next game. I don't know. I just want that last question though. Rank the three receivers that, and how you would start them this week for Arizona. If you if you owned all three, um, it depends on the injury on how bad the Floyd thing is, but it would be the normal way you think. I, I think, think, like I Floyd, think it's still Fitz, the normal way you think. Actually, and, and, and Floyd, Fitz, and Brown. Okay, that's just the way you got to go. But it's nice. It, 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 I hope that Fitz can bottle it up and put some nice games together because he is the kind of guy in the same story that I told you about uh, Cooks on my team. Fitz is the kind of guy that probably was sat by a lot of people this week yeah. after he'd been playing the previous six games, and then you sit him, and it's all of a sudden, like, where the hell has this been? I want to say one thing too. I don't know if a lot of people, the coaches out there, were listening to our podcast last week because. With players like John Brown and like Tavon Austin and some of these other players, I finally saw these little jitterbugs actually getting a straight fly pattern down the field and letting them use their amazing speed that they have. Absolutely, stretch the defense, burn the guys. That's why you got four three speed on the team, not to run a shallow cross. I mean, we always we all yeah. knew there was going to be a crazy week. There was just so many games. It's just high profile teams and low profile teams all going up against each other. high against high, low against low, all high scoring. Crazy. Yeah. Would you like a smoke and a pancake? A what? A smoke and a pancake. You know, flapjack and a cigarette? Hmm? All right. Cigar and a waffle? No. Pipe and a crepe? No. Bong and a blintz? There was everything that pleased you last week. <laughs> Pretty much. Bong <laughs> and a blintz. All right. Eagles are going to be at the Texans. Uh, Arians Foster keeps doing it. Love this guy. Light three touchdowns this week? Jesus. Uh, and then obviously the Eagles are putting up Macklin's just a, a tour de force right now uh, as Dogmatica really called beginning of the season. Hopefully how high you and collectively us as a result had him in our preseason rankings. Hopefully that I was that trying pro- to my thing with Macklin was I was so standard. I was so high because I've owned him in this uh, in my keeper league. I was trying to get Dog to be so high in him last year yeah. before the injury. 
<laughs> and, and then and then he's, and he told me, ah, no, I don't think so. This year, and then he got hurt, and I was like, ah. And then, he, and then he came back, and, and I said, I asked him the same faded question the next summer. I said, so what do you think about Macklin like this him. year? I really like Macklin. Ooh, I feel <laughs> good about my guy now. <laughs> Uh, and to be Doesn't honest, that, hey, that, that was D-Rex's guy from the beginning of his career. True. You, you and I have loved him in various years since, but he was your guy in the beginning of his career. Yeah. Once I trade for him, I love the guy. Yeah, there you go. There He's you had go. a weird career until this year. It's all coming together. So what do you guys think? Let's let's talk through this game from the Eagles' side starting there. Um what what happens this week against the Texans for a falls and then trickles down to obviously I mean what's his name just blows he's just not a fantasy he's not the number one pick overall he's not ever going to be the number one pick overall I just see him being pretty much one of the bigger busts while not being injured or he's not. one of these guys that seems like okay his McCoy we're talking about his, his fantasy production is every year every other year right it's like. Can't when, when when you're expected because you had a good year, expected to do well. Everyone drafts you high. You suck. Then all of a sudden, no one's got pressure on you to become a second or a third round pick in fantasy. And all of a sudden, holy crap, we're the best thing on since sliced sliced true. toast again. It's you know? true. Uh, slice bread. Yeah, yeah slice toast. I hope you don't toast the whole loaf and then slice it. <laughs> well, I gotta be honest. The best thing that hap- ever happened to bread is a toaster. So you're kind of on it. You just merge yeah, two together. Right, go. yeah, there you go. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's regular flat. Bl- bl- Dangling bread when you can have some nice toast with some butter. Absolutely, it was a, uh, I liked butter your muffin. You know the movie? <laughs> come on, come on. Oh, uh, weird, uh, uh, weird science. Weird yeah, no, science. Yeah, chat, chat. Yeah. You two yeah. donkey dicks couldn't get laid in the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, easily one of the best movies. Um, all right, so looking at looking at McCoy. I think McCoy actually has a pretty decent game. Um, I know that uh, he has been extremely slow, uh, slow Cummins for all of those who picked him. And obviously, career year beware. Yep. That's a Houdini piece that you all got to see in that one. The year. I don't know. I got to double check. I got to what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that I hope before the year started, you guys are thinking to yourselves, huh, I don't know about this. Uh, I mean, the thing is, he didn't have a career year the year before. Or did he? No, it was that two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, it's two years ago. I don't know. But either, either way, the guy looked like he was primed to break out in this offense. Well, no, no, yeah. Foles, however, um, has come back down to earth. That was obviously not the Foles. The, the Nick Foles that we saw last year, the Nick Foles that we're seeing this year, is erratic. Uh, he does turn the ball over. Uh, he doesn't hit his receivers in stride. Um, he's indecisive. Uh, he doesn't have all that strong of an arm, and he's you know he's a give or take. You'd never know if he's going to have blow up for you in fantasy or not. Houston can be had on their defense. They're opportunistic. Um, if they're not grabbing turnovers, they're giving up turno- uh, giving up touchdowns. Um, which way will it go this week for, for Foles? I think Foles actually has a pretty nice game. I think Macklin has a pretty nice game. I think this game actually ends up uh, with some high scoring. Uh, both uh, both of these teams have opportunistic defenses. Uh, which leads to high scoring, leads to high scoring out of everybody, including the defenses, strangely. Um, I get them all in there. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of guys I wouldn't put in there in this game. Uh, Ertz is iffy. I, I don't know. I, I like Houston's uh, defense against tight ends. Um, uh, that's not a, a great call for them. Graham has barely been used this year. I wouldn't use him, and Philly's really great against tight, against tight ends. So if you take the tight ends out of the, out of the equation, I like everybody else. Okay. Uh, Texan side, 
Foster, he's in. What he's doing is he's nice. A stud. Um, he's, he's simply the biggest stud once he steps on that field. And if he's healthy, he's the biggest stud. I agree. Period. When you watch that guy run, the way he's able to wait, 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 pounce, hit it, and then gone. I mean, it's just it's really fun to watch. I love watching that guy it, play. He's kind of a combination. I'm trying to figure out. Like he's a combination of when he's first going through the line of kind of like Eddie George. And then he's Eric Dickerson coming out of that of that, it of is. that hole. It, it, the way that he once because again you know Eric Dickerson has that, that straight line speed yeah. and he would just find yeah. that crease and just go. Go. Yeah. Uh, he, Foster's not able to do it like that. He kind of has he's, he's more patient of a runner and, and but he waits. But once that hole's there, that moment from from zero to it just he's gone. When you yeah. watch so many other running backs and we watch a ton of football and we're just like you know a guy like. Richardson. Another guy that does this pretty well is Bradshaw. Bradshaw is able to wait, 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 and pounce. He and is. he's a bruiser. But there's certain other running backs that you're just like... Yeah, it's tough been, to tackle it's, freaking guy. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. badass. Um, you look at other guys and you're just like... They're trying to hit it too fast. There's no timing there. There's no let the play unfold. And um, anyway, we don't need to talk about Foster too much longer. He's he's obviously done owners very, very proud. Uh, who else in this game? Hopkins did, See, had this, another R.I. This game. Whole thing, it's amazing. And Hopkins, here's a credit to the guy because this situation that you got, you know, where you have teams like Drew Brees and uh, Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning who spread the ball around to seven different guys, this team throws the ball to two receivers. Mm-hmm. They throw it to Hopkins and they throw it to Andre Johnson. <laughs> Period. <laughs> uh, no 300-yard games, obviously, for Fitzpatrick. He's, I think he'd been held under 250 yards every game but one mm-hmm. this season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he has not thrown more than two touchdowns in any game. I think he's only thrown for two touchdowns in two games this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so... Ugh. You're not getting a lot, and it's amazing that Hopkins has been as effective as he is. Yeah. So this is one of those games, though, that I think maybe Hopkins is, is probably a safer pick only because Philadelphia does not have a good defense. Uh, they score a lot of points. They force you to have to score a lot of points. So, of course, they're going to be using Arian Foster and trying to control everything, but if it doesn't, then they're going to look to go and they're going to throw, and, and Hopkins is a guy that I could think could take advantage of this defense. Dog, anything last you got to say about the Texans in this one, or you want to move on to the next game? Uh, wouldn't shock me if J.J. Watt had a touchdown. J.J., I love that guy. Yeah, that guy can do anything. Yes, he can. He's a, unbelievable talent, unbelievable physical skills, and great work ethic and great heart. I mean, he's just got it all. He's sick. It wouldn't shock me if, if Fitzpatrick actually had a pretty decent game here. What do you mean by decent game? Decent game, 275, two touchdowns. The best game of his season. <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's a decent game. I don't see that. I, uh, I don't know. I think you got to have to score keep up with the Eagles. Two touchdowns? Okay, score. he may throw for 275, two touchdowns, three interceptions then. Fair enough. He didn't, he didn't I, care. I don't know. And then, Phil, then, Phil, and then, Phil, then Phil now, only now. has three interceptions on the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're calling it like that, and this is a, a Philly defense that, that creates weird things. This is just one of those ones that... There's always a game out there that you can just. Uh, I've made my statement about like the the weird games uh, last week. You know, do we do we see any of those that, that created like the crazy points? We saw um, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So would you say he's about Chad Henney esque? No, I wouldn't even say. I'd say he's he's a smarter quarterback than Chad Henney. Okay, not as, not as turnover prone as Chad Henney. Okay. Chad Henney, first game of the season, 266 with two touchdowns, no interceptions against Philly D. 
Yeah, it's week one. They weren't, you know. I like. Okay. I agree with you, dog. I agree with you. I, I think he's. I don't think it's a lights out game that he's here. But here's the other thing: they have to pass. What do we know about Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick's always been the guy that he's had like early success in the season when he was like throwing the ball a lot. But now there's they, they know what they have. They they know that he only looks two different ways. So it's not like you have that many different places on the field you have to defend. Somebody else would have to step up in this game in order for him to throw for that many yards, in my opinion. So I'll let you have. I'm just going to go double or nothing. I'll let this ten dollar rise. He ain't throwing. For over 250 yards. I like it. I like it. He ain't throwing for but two touchdowns. Let's move on because we've talked about Fitzpatrick for far oh, too yeah. long. So five bucks on each. Five bucks on 250. Five bucks he doesn't throw two touchdowns. Done. I'm right. both. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. We're moving on to the next game. Love it. Love Jets it. and Chiefs. Another kind of bet on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> that is that goes uh, down. Hey, when you only have one fantasy team, you got to start going somewhere yeah. else. Like this. <laughs> All right. I've got a turtle head poking out. <laughs> I got a crap on deck that can choke a donkey. That's what we just did. Yeah. <laughs> nice donkey. All right, the Jets are going to be at the Chiefs. Fitzpatrick's um, that turtle head. Big mm-hmm. That's for sure. Uh, Jets have <laughs> yeah, replaced Geno yeah. Smith with a Vic. Uh, you got a Harvin who actually got a couple, a few carries, a few catches. A lot of targets. Yeah, they're trying to get him going, which I thought would happen, but as we talked about, it's just it, nothing was really going to happen. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, what goes on in this game is uh, what, do you, what do you think? It's start and we'll quickly breeze through the Jets and then uh, you know maybe breeze through the Chiefs too. <laughs> All right. uh, well, okay, the, I'm done with the Jets. Uh, yes. Chiefs. How about this? How about this? So Geno Smith last week gets pulled because he throws three interceptions. Yeah. So Mike Vick comes in and he says, "Oh, you think you can be bad?" Three interceptions? I'm going to fumble the ball four times. Fumble <laughs> it four times? He lost two of them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that. Four, fumbles. four fumbles. Four fumbles. I'm like, as I'm looking, I was like, I, I didn't, did I even put him on this week's pickups? I, I think I, I think I might have, but I'm like, but bear in mind, you know, he could lose you more points than <laughs> he's like one of those guys who can start to score you negative points. That was. But he That's ran for insane. a lot of yards, but but four fumbles. And he had just here's a guy that said he wasn't prepared when he yeah, came in the last that was time. Three or so four weeks ago. How comfortable can you feel in anything that they're doing right now? Yeah, Percy Harvin will get a bunch of stuff thrown his way. If you're in a league that gives you points for return yards, though, he is worth starting uh, because he got a lot of return yards. That's crazy. All right, let's talk about uh, the Chiefs. Um, looked like uh, Jamal came back, had bounced back a little bit, got some nice play going. Uh, what, what's to expect from fantasy angles within this game? Uh, ain't going to be his greatest game. Um, but he'll get enough carries to keep it steady to to, to give him a good game. Um, it's uh, it's definitely this Jets defense is built to stop the run. I see him doing his damage in the screen game. Agreed. That's exactly. You what's let going. them over pursue, and then you just drop it in the bucket and let him let him go. To yeah, I mean, I, the Chiefs are predicated on control, ball control. And Playing those buckets over there. Those buckets, dropping it. In yeah, dropping the buckets. Drop it in the buckets. Oh, it, this would be so the screen dropping the bucket number three on this one. We're not asking for much. You're going to win a gift certificate. You'll get your you'll get your picture with with, with Bozo on the Polaroid camera, and uh, and and you'll get you get a gift certificate to uh, to uh, Sears for fifty dollars. I was I was. You were on. I, I was. I was you, you throw I, Bozo buckets. I, I went to the Bozo show. Did not throw the Bozo oh, buckets, okay. but I went to the Bozo show. Uh, I did end up getting a picture with Cookie. Cookie. 
Okay. My, my, my friend is like, he, he always calls people Cookie. I'm like, okay, Wizzo. Yeah. <laughs> Wizzo was hilarious. I actually, uh, Jake DeFrancesca's family lived next door to Bozo. I don't think it was the original Bozo. The I think it was Bell the second. The, it was the, the, the second uh, guy. It was the second Bozo. It wasn't the original original one. It was the second guy. And I remember one time we went over next door without the makeup, and we were hanging out with him. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm like you're Bozo," and like so weird. I, I was just like, "Let's go back. Let's go next door." Did Let's you go into his house and like open up his closet? Let's find the clown in the closet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Forty-five clown outfits. Ah, D Rex goes crazy. Hashtag clown in the closet. <laughs> one of the first girls I had a crush on when I was young, Erica Jones. Her dad. Was one of the original Ronald McDonald's. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Really? Yeah, that was a little fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, that'll put you in the closet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, needless to say, I have a clown fetish at this point. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get back to the game here. Jets and Chiefs. A clown fetish. Wrap up the Chiefs and let's move on. Uh, Dwayne Bowe's gonna actually get about 70 yards in this game. Yeah. Done. That's it? Done. Okay. Done. No, no, that's Kelsey, not true. But is Kelsey, is Kelsey, is Kelsey hurt? Kelsey's gonna have a really big game. Okay. They're, they're gonna have to use the tight end in this game. Jets are terrible against the tight end. They want to control the ball. That's what the Chiefs do. They're gonna have to use Kelsey to do that. Kelsey, I can see having a touchdown, maybe even two touchdowns in this game. He's a guy that you're gonna to want to stream with. He's a guy with all these uh, six teams on by. Um, a lot of guys hurt. Uh, I love a Kelsey this week. Kelsey's a big time player this week. And you know what? And, and he, he, we finally seen an uptick. He got nine targets. Uh, nine targets. Nine times. Mm-hmm. Usually is. So far this semester, he has been absent nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. I don't remember him being sick nine times. So he had nine targets. That was back a few weeks ago. Since then, he only had three targets. Then four targets. He got six targets last week. So he's trending back upward. And and it's one of those things where you know when you've got an Andy Reid-type offense, he does like to get that tight end involved. And now he's getting more and more confidence in the kid. Well, I'm going to have six targets of Magner's pair tonight, and I'm going to rock out a Valverde. Alright, I think we're moving on. We're going to the Jaguars at the Bengals. Uh, Jaguars, looks like... So, by the way, also, Chiefs, uh, did you mention that the Chiefs is a good streaming defense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chiefs are a a great streaming defense. Uh, Just real quick... Niall Davis returns kicks. Uh, 99 yards for touchdowns to start... By the way, let me just throw this out there because we mentioned Darian Foster. I had the Chiefs defense. I had Tom Brady. I had Rob Gronkowski. Was having the most amazing start to my fan duel entry in in the uh, uh, two two point five uh, million dollar uh, entry, and then Michael Floyd happened and just oh, destroyed God. my chances. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. I, I thought he was going to be a stud too. He's on my team. Yeah, I, I love the guy, but. Back to the game at hand. <laughs> I was at I was in, I was at one point I was at the 198th place out of like 30, 49,000 entries. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and, and the people that were in 1st were all like had all their team gone already and I had four players left to go and just I'm not the only guy in the world who thought that that uh, Floyd was going to kick yeah. ass this game. I'll tell you that. Real quick, last thing on the Chiefs what they do um, especially at home. Um, they're awesome at home. 
They're a real good team at home, and it's a lot because of the ball control. And they just did their defense, gets up at home. Um, the ball control has a lot to do with the running backs and the tight ends, and I just expect a lot out of Kelsey and of catches out of uh, Charles. I can see, I can even uh, even see um, uh, the, their backup running back doing pretty well. Well, Donald Davis, that's the one thing that's interesting about him. He's still he's a great guy that if, if he's dropping leaves, you got to grab him because if anything does happen to Charles, this guy is bona fide playmaker. Uh, he, he gets he does gets getting like ten carries a game. Uh, yeah, Nile is. Listen, I would take Nile as a starting running back on ten different teams right oh, now. Easy. Ten different pro teams, he could be a starting running. Back. Anyway, uh, next game. Let's go on to the Jags Bengals. Uh, Bengals. What's is uh, AJ Green uh, gonna get some uh, get, get some play there? Or are they still gonna I, I, listen, gingerly he, bring him he back? He hasn't said that he's a hundred percent back yet. He keeps saying the eighty percent, but he's gonna play this week. I'm going to tell you that right now. I, I believe he plays this week. Whether he's going to be a, a main option or not, I don't think so. Because um, I, I think the Bengals are going to dominate this game. It's also because it, it's, it's a turf toe. Yeah. You know, I hate that. That's worse than a hamstring. You know, hamstrings can at least heal on the guy, you know. But if you're turf toe, you can't make those cuts. And, and that's what makes you so effective as a receiver is ability to get in and out of your breaks uh, on routes. And, and the best receivers are able to do it to a point where they can completely fake out their defender and use that cut to, to get back. If you cannot put any pressure on that toe or you, or you, you get to a point where it's, it's painful, then you become completely limited from the player that you were before. That's another thing. Uh, hamstrings, you can work the hamstring back into, back into health. You know, you there are definitely definitely different exercises you can do uh, back in the locker room. There's there's definitely a lot of things that the doctors can do for a hamstring. When it comes to a turf toe, you can't stretch out a turf toe. You know, it's not something that you could just take care of. It's something that either it, it takes a long time to to go away and you you can deal with the pain, or it doesn't. Um, it, it's definitely a tough thing to deal with. I don't know if I'd trust AJ Green for the rest of the year. But I do believe he gets back. I don't believe it was a severe case of turf toe. Um, it's something that he's going to come back and test it out, I believe, this game. I wouldn't. Um, listen, if he's playing, you're starting him. I'll tell you that right now. It's tough not to start one of your studs. Yeah. But I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't he's expect one, see, he's all one that much. It right might now, be a Calvin Johnson situation. I, if I'm an owner of A.J. Green at this point in time, it, it, it depends on how your team is doing, right? If your team is sitting pretty, then I would say you're going to hold on to him because if you've been winning without with him not doing anything for your team, imagine can, when he comes back. Imagine when he comes back, and then you have that. If you are a team that's middling team or you're looking for something right now, I wouldn't. I would not want to have to be starting him and then and getting. Oh, he only played in 30 snaps because it was starting to aggravate up a little bit. Oh, we brought him back in, but then it was just being used more as a decoy. All those type of things scare me. So. If I could get someone that was hot on him and thinking that, that they want to wait the two weeks to start him, then I would see if I could get something productive for my starting lineup. You know, you, you better be getting return on, on an A.J. Green. I agree. Yeah. I like that. Uh, does, do you guys know, is turf toe bone or is it muscle? What, what, what is that injury? You know, like uh, plantar fasciitis is just this muscle that connects the you know back of your heel all the way to the front. What is turf toe? What's the injury? Is that I'm, I'm guessing it's uh, I'm guessing tendon. Um, I, I couldn't tell you for sure, 
I think Houdini Houdini's, was a better Houdini's player. rocked over to about that. Yeah, WebMD. Okay. Web there you right. go. Turf toe is a common term used to describe a sprain of the ligaments around the big toe joint. So although it's common associated with football players, it affects athletes and other sports. Okay, whatever. Bullshit. Okay, uh, that's it. Yeah. So it's, it's the... It's, it's the ligaments. Okay, right? ligaments yeah. around the toe, we'll big toe. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I don't know. I got a funny Let story. Let your to draw your up and down motion. So. Yeah. I got a funny story to tell you about. I went and saw the... Uh, the new Trier Evanston uh, high school varsity game last Friday because my uh, my godson uh, and nephew Griff was playing in the game and I hadn't been back. It was homecoming. I hadn't been to a new Trier game since I left high school friggin' ages ago. Dutch hater. What is that? Dutch hater. Dutch hater. <laughs> but I went went to the game and uh, I was with Billy Kranz and you had seen him before. He met up with me, dog. Yeah. Uh, he was. So funny, his kid is hilarious. He's wearing the jersey, and his oh, yeah. new name, he's always got these funny names for his kid. His kid's five years old and literally is enormous. Enormous. Like, you can't even imagine how big this kid is. He is not five. Five years old. No, seven. Seven. He had, I mean, seven. I could barely see seven. Him. He looks like it's seven. Seven. it's seven. It's seven. Okay, seven years old. Yeah, he's seven, seven years old. I could see. Seven years old. But. The funniest name, he calls him Thicky, because he's thick. He's like, hey, Thicky, get over here. And he's got the greatest names for him. But his new name for him is Foot. He's like, hey, Foot, Foot. <laughs> this is his dad talking to his kid. He's all, Krantz is always had the best nicknames ever. What's Foot? He called me Dresserman. What's when Foot? I got, so listen, I'm like, Foot, what's his new name? He's like, oh, you got to see his foot. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's like a big potato. He's like, it's this wide potato. He's like, the ankle, the ankle merges with the toes. There's really no heel. He's like, he's like he literally is like, this kid's toe, this kid's like a big, wide potato. And he's like, you want to see it? We're like, outside. You see We're it? like, outside of the bleach. And I'm like, I'm uh, sure. Why not? It's like, but put your leg up. It's like, take him out of his shoes and his side. Like, look at this thing. It's like a big, it's like a big, uh, what do you say? Idaho russet potato. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the little kid just sitting there with his, with his foot up on his dad's lap while me and Levonitis and everyone else around are dying. Yeah. Hey, foot, <laughs> foot, and the kid the whole time. You know, he got the calls him foot. He called him foot. That's, That's his out. name. For, oh Holy yeah, God. those cookies you gave him. They were, oh, yeah. He left them in the car the whole game. Those two chubbards. The whole game. We're like, Daddy, let's go to the car and get the cookies. Let's go to the car. <laughs> they were eating hot dogs and popcorn and all sorts of like. He got Skittles. I think he got Starburst. Like, literally, right when I saw him, they went and got hot dog. Right? That was after they, what, 20 minutes after they left you. They were eating more hot dogs. They ate a lot of food, too. It is. And then he sent sent me a picture the next day. He's like, here we are. It's the three of them from the game. He's like, it's the cookie crew. Oh my god, dude. But hilarious. Sorry about the side note, but that guy is too funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so let's go to the... Well, let's stick with the Bengals real quick. Let's keep talking about the Giovanni Bernard uh, got injured Uh, again. um, I I don't know what to say about this because, listen, he ended up sitting out like the last eight, ten minutes of the game uh, with with that injured hip again. And, I mean, he says he's fine. He says he's going to play. He says he's he's okay. But when you sit out the last ten minutes of a game in a close game, this is nothing that you should be ignoring, you know. I mean, this is a guy that obviously, I mean, he's he's a stud. You know, he's he can catch the ball in the backfield. He's got he's got moves. He's fast. Um, he's dynamic. He's, he's I can obviously do anything he wants to do out there, but he keeps getting injured. 
He's playing against a, a very tough-nosed division in a tough-nosed conference. Um, he's got a tough schedule. And I, I don't know what to, to what my take would be exactly on this guy going forward. Well, and I'll tell you what, too. In this game, Jacksonville, who was like about four weeks ago the worst defense uh, in fantasy football, have righted the ship in that regard. Yeah. And have been a lot more stout. You saw what they did last week to Miami. You saw what they did to Cleveland the week before. So this is also not a great opportunity. I mean, yes, it's better for him because they're in Cincinnati. Uh, but at the same time... The other thing is that it, it, that whole offense, it seems to have just really been in disarray without having A.J. Green. Absolutely. You realize how much of an impact that guy has on the running game, on every aspect of it, and, and you don't have an elite quarterback in, in uh, um, Andy Dalton. Yeah. You have a guy who is like a Joe Flacco. It's, it's, you know, you got to give this guy a lot more weapons for him to really be successful, and at the same time, you're just basically asking him not to screw it up. He's, he's not... That's why Roethlisberger is a, a guy that is better than those guys and has won the, the Super Bowls, because he can put it all on his shoulders when he needs to. Phillip Rivers is that type of guy, too, that can at least do that. I don't see that with Andy Dalton. Joe Flacco, I haven't seen it with either. I think he got carried by that defense, you know, to the Super Bowl. So, well, he was he, on fire. That he did. Day. He, he was, was on fire I, in the playoffs. He just got high right. all the time. But, yeah. Right. But I agree. Well, but Flacco's a home Regis. quarterback. Dalton's a home quarterback. He's one that, you know, these guys are those types. But the other thing, too, is like, so you got the, then you have Jeremy Hills come in, and, you know, they both. They both suck when they're running the ball. They're both getting like three yards a carry. Yeah, and so they're having a lot of trouble. The offensive line's not opening a hole. And when there's no when there's no AJ Green out there. Uh, stretching a defense and and, and causing a, at least a rift in that defensive uh, backfield back there. Um, when you got Tyler Eifert out as well, that's just something that can't be ignored. Nobody's afraid of what Gresham can do out there anymore. When was it going to be? One or two more weeks before he comes back? Uh, he should be back. I think it's next week, maybe. It's either I next it's, week. It's or close. Weekend. I know so it's, it's close. It is definitely. It's close almost as close as a Val Verde being the podcast next week. Oh, I, I don't have it. I lost it. Once it hit your lips, it's so good. Once it hit your lips, it's so good. <laughs> uh, I screwed up my own Valverde. Well, you were, you were grabbing your own beer, so you know you were getting fired up for that. I am fired up for this. Stout. This is a uh, a hopping frog, uh, Doris the Destroyer, double imperial stout. Oh Jesus! Yeah, wow. let's get through this podcast as quickly as possible. Who <laughs> is going to get rowdy here within yes, the next hour? Yes. Um, All right. So, so, I mean, listen, I, I do see Bernard actually having a good game. He's going he's to come in there. Yes, Jacksonville has been, and as I've said all season, a lot better against the run than you think. Uh, but it's taken, and everybody thinks that they're so bad at, 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 the, at the rush D that they rush like crazy against them. He's, they, people have rushed. They've rushed like 220 times against them this year. No other team has more than 180 rushes against them. People think that they can rush on Jacksonville all year long, all day long, but they can't. They're actually pretty darn good against the rush. Um, but I still see Bernard because he's very dynamic. He can catch balls out of the backfield. They're going to use him the correct way. Yeah, I'm getting to say, once A.J. Green gets back, which he should be this week, it'll open things up a little bit more for, for Bernard. Going to the other side. From Bernard to what, Denard. What about, what about quickly about Sanu? You know, because... Um, Here's a guy who's been thrust into basically having to be the number one wide receiver on the team. Um, and, and, and you see, he's been getting, you know, okay. Since, was it uh, week three, uh, before their bye, he had eight targets, then nine targets, 14 targets, nine targets, nine targets. Um, 
blew up with a 120-yard game. Then he got nine targets, only had 54 yards. Then this last week, he gets he has five catches for 125. Also, they're using him as a runner. He had 27 yards on two carries as well. Quite a game, you know. Not no touchdowns uh, for the last two weeks, but he had uh, touchdown each of the two weeks prior to that. Is he going to be able now? I think he's. I think he was initially struggling a little bit with you know all the attention that was being paid to him in that after he had that blow up week. I think he settled in a little bit more into what his how he can be successful. So I kind of like him because if AJ Green is playing, I think Sanu is the biggest benefactor of anyone because you still have to respect the talent that is AJ Green, and you are going to more often than not continue to line up Sanu one on. You're not going to you're going to cover him one on one. No. I, I would agree with you. There's there's two scenarios that can happen here. If AJ Green comes back and he is okay, then it's the AJ Green show, right? And Sanu goes to the back seat and he'll still do okay, but he's not going to put up the numbers he's been putting up. If AJ Green comes back and he is a decoy like Calvin Johnson was, then you can look for Sanu to go off the way that Golden Tate's been going off when when Calvin is well, it was a decoy and when Calvin was out. It's kind of the same situation. Um, it really just depends on how healthy is AJ Green and, and is he really ready to uh, to be the man again. And unfortunately, you won't know. You won't until know until they play the first see. quarter. Yeah, and you'll find out after that. Either he's he's completely involved in the in the first first two series of the game, or he's not. All right, let's talk about the Jaguars quickly. Denard, uh, second hundred yard game in a row. Let's breeze through these guys um, a, a bit. Let, uh, let me just say this yeah. about what you got going on in Jacksonville. You have you got a, a young offense that's trying to find its its wheels. They they brought in Toby Gerhardt to try to establish their running attack. Right, it didn't happen. Then they were trying to lead on a seventh round draft pick in Storm Johnson. Well, that's not going to work either. Then you take shoelaces a quarterback who became a wide receiver and do not convert him to a running back. And he's been successful because one thing that he is is he's a gamer. And he's also fearless. And you have to love that because here's a guy that basically as a quarterback, he ran the ball like crazy. He, I think he would always probably have more rushes or as many rushes as he did. I'll have to look that up. You, you, I want you to talk about this. I want to, I want to look up Denard's college stats. Okay, well, I, you know what? One of the reasons why he's fearless, it's it's not just you know it's not just he's a gamer or because he was a, a running quarterback in college. It's because he knows that he has to he has to excel in something to stick in the NFL. Yeah. He's a he's a Cordell Stewart type. All right, he can be a quarterback, <laughs> but it's not a great quarterback. All right, all right, go ahead. Okay, he had uh, seven hundred forty-seven passing attempts in his career with forty-nine touchdowns and thirty-nine interceptions. All right, uh, he had forty-nine touchdowns. Okay, seven hundred and twenty-three rushing attempts, forty-two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> that's a running back. That's a, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, obviously that Michigan offense was four thousand four hundred ninety-five yards, six point two yards per uh, per carry. Um, never been. Here's the interesting thing, though. You know, it, 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 you know. The receiving thing is, is, is that's why he never was. That's why he was never able to make an impact because that's something that you never asked him in all the skills that he had developed as a football player from high school through co- it was never catching the ball. The ball was always in his hands. Yeah. So how do you expect him to be effective yeah. without the ball in his hands? Listen, when you are a, a flat out athlete, you know, and there's no real position for you because, to be quite honest, I mean, he was just always the best athlete on the field. 
and they're like, all right, uh, you're quarterback in the team. All right, you're the, you're the shortstop. You know, all right, uh, you're the point guard. You know, you just take control of things. Yeah. That, that's basically what they said, though. It's just, just go out there and you just control everything. Quarterback was the position that they happened to just put him at. Now, if they put him at running back from the beginning, it would have been a whole different story. Now he's in the NFL. There are elite running backs. There are elite quarterbacks. This isn't college where there's a hundred and some odd teams you said it, and brother, such terrible, you just said it. bad talent. What Are there any of those in Jacksonville? None. There you That's, go. That is a great point. There you exactly. go. Exactly. There are no, there's no elite talent at the running back position in Jacksonville. There is a lot of talent at the wide receiver position, something he wasn't about to crack into, and they drafted them like crazy this last year as well. So they have Amazing, a, a, too, when they, they lost Justin Blackman. And they lost Justin Blackman. Think about exactly. that. Yeah. I mean, they'd be five deep. I would take the number five receiver on that team. Imagine how good Blake Bortles would be if he had Justin Blackman out there to, to, stand the, to, 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 to hold down the ship. I mean, you know how many people are on Ace Sanders' jock coming into this season? <laughs> that guy would be number six right now if Justin Blackman was there. Six. He wouldn't be on the team. Um, anyway. Is there a wide receiver you like from this team? I think we covered Denard at length. Is there a wide receiver at, on this team that you like this week? Is Do I like Denard all that much this week, to be quite honest? No, because I think Cincinnati has a lot of confidence in their defensive backfield to be able to take care of those receivers. I think they're going to pressure Bortles, and they're going to bottle up Denard. That's going there. Uh, Receiver-wise, who do I see having a good time? It depends on who Leon Hall isn't guarding. I think I, I think I think still Cecil Shorts short. gets the coverage. I think he gets the coverage, and again every week because he's he'll he'll be there again in my waiver wire pickup. I'm sure all you guys have already got him, but Allen Robinson, Robinson this yeah. guy, great, I'm telling you, and, and, and I want to bring up a point too because uh, Stags asked me a great question because he he goes to me, all right, Mister Pickups guy, he goes, uh, Allen Robinson, Martavis Bryant, what do I do? So uh, interesting quandary here, you know, because he and, then he, and then he was really specifically asking me for, I said, well, are we talking the rest of the season or are we talking this week? And he's like, well, there would be a spot start for this week in particular. So you got uh, this matchup going up against Cincinnati and you got the uh, the Steelers who are going up against the Ravens. Ravens yeah. Now, which is tough, but at the same time, Jimmy Smith is not going to be in that game. True. Um so, and again, it's one of those things. I still think that when you look at it, too, I, 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 the Bengals are a tougher defense. You're playing in Cincinnati. I would, in this situation, when I, when I told him, I was like, oh, I'd go Martavis Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like. It's in Pittsburgh. Uh, right. And, and I, and I, but I do like Allen Robinson because he's getting a steady amount of targets every week. He's getting rapport with his quarterback. And I said, I said he's the safer pick if you just want to make sure you're going to score yourself five to six points. Martavis Bryant is a guy that you've got to go for because you're also betting on this. When you're betting on two players and you're betting on a situation, you're betting on, I'm betting on a home wide receiver versus a road wide receiver, uh, just, and I'm betting on a much, much, much better quarterback than a rookie. Agreed. And so I will take a guy who's coming now. Again, he's coming off of a career game. Does that mean beware of? Man, there's so many people in Jacksonville too, and a couple of them have just gotten healthy in the last few weeks with Marquise Lee. And uh, same goes with Shorts to a degree. Sure. Where there's just a lot more come up, a lot more Hearns there. Yeah, Hearns. And they're both rookies too. And Martavis Bryant, since he's coming, he's not made a ton of catches. But every catch he's made is impactful. And, and, and this is the thing that I go back to the, when we were dissecting the rookies uh, after the Underwear Olympics. This was a 
huge standout and like amazed that he fell so far in the draft. Someone convinced him to come out of college. He was a junior. So he's just a guy that has amazing raw talent. What's amazing to me, though, uh, is that no one else in the, on the major networks and everything, when they, I, I read everything on the Yahoo's and the CBS's and everything else, they, go, about the they, don't, they don't like, they don't, well, no, but they're just saying, he's more of a situational receiver. Well, yeah, he kind of is because they waited six, seven weeks to bring him into football. He's situationally be brought in, and you know what they situationally have seen? Situational success. Yeah. And have they seen that? They had Marcus Wheaton, who was doing that role forever. He gets more touches that goes along because it just goes to show who's a playmaker. And now the guy's got his chance. You get more opportunities that way. Okay, beautiful. Anything else to say about Terrence Williams was that guy last year, too. And he got consistent for five weeks in a row. Yeah, no, it's true. Anybody, anyone, anything else to talk about on the Jaguars? Well, like I said earlier in the podcast, um, Cincinnati's been awful. Just plain and simply awful against tight ends. If you want to stream somebody, Clay Harbor isn't a bad call. I actually think he's going to be one of the better uh, tight ends this week. I like it. I've been hearing the word stream out of you and other people in fantasy circles more in the last two, three weeks than I ever have in the previous six years we've been doing this. Is that, How come we're using this word a lot? I'm, not, I'm just asking. Is It is, It seems like it's getting used I'm, I'm going to use River next week. Brooke after that. <laughs> Reference yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Okay, good. Uh, Chargers are going to be at the Dolphins. You know where real chocolate milk comes from? From a chocolate cow on a chocolate farm near a chocolate stream. <laughs> remember that old Hershey's commercial? Yeah, I do remember it. Now I'm more hungry. You guys are killing me. Seriously. Uh, Chargers at the Dolphins. I want my baby back, baby. All right, what happens in this deal? Chargers, let's start there. You got you like Rivers this week, dog? I actually I, I do like Rivers this week a little bit. I know that Miami's a, a tough, tough defense, and they have been getting tougher, especially with uh, Deion Jordan coming back in, in, into play. Um, but Rivers is one of those type of guys that excels at the short game, and that's something that's going to need to be used against Miami. Uh, that can be used against Miami a little bit. Um, uh, Miami's never been. Uh, and hasn't been all that great uh, against tight ends, which is something that uh, San Diego happens to use quite a bit. So I mean, that's that's going to be go work to their benefit. We'll, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't see this as being a really high scoring game. I don't see a whole a hell of a lot of uh, fantasy points going around in this game. Uh, there's uh, Rivers. Um, do I think he's going to have an awesome game? No. Do I think he's going to have a bad game? No. He'll have a mid-lane game. It won't be one of his greatest games. You might even have a quarterback on your squad who can do better than him, to be honest. Okay. You know, I, 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 I agree. You know, at the same time, though, too, what Phillip Rivers has been doing, you know, he still did throw for three touchdowns last week. Yeah. You know, he's been held. The yardage has been crap over the, over the past two weeks. But I, as I like to say, as I put uh, in my write-up of him this week and using Dog's word, he's got a lot of moxie. Yeah. And, you know, I said, I, I, and I don't think, you know, and I agree, because I, I think he's not going to find a lot of yards in this game. But I do think he can find the touchdowns at least two, if not three. So, you know. Okay. What, what else, what are your thoughts on um, the running game there? Do you like, uh, I think you guys talked about Oliver a little bit earlier. Do you like Oliver's chances? You know, um, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. The Dolphins are an interesting defense. Um, 
And, and Oliver, he's one of these guys that, you know, was really coming out with a full head of steam and is kind of now he's starting to slow down a little bit again. It's, it's teams know what they're yeah, preparing yeah. for a little bit more. Um, I think that, that definitely has a major impact on what you're doing. Um, the Dolphins are a team that is, you know, giving up some, some decent yards to running backs. But I think he's going to have to do more of that again in like the, maybe in the short screen game and and, and, and such. Um, I, I he's got his niche. I think he I think he now needs though somebody else because he's not a lead guy mm-hmm. and, and he he's a great second punch type guy. But I think he needs Ryan Matthews back in there. And I think once he does and assumes the. Uh, you know, as, as Doug mentioned, we were talking earlier. He's going to take over that Danny Woodhead role. Then he can probably be even more effective again in those short bursts. Yep. But he's one of these guys that just—it's you know—it's hard when he's having to carry such a heavy load right now. Yeah. When you look at uh, the wide receiver, Keenan Allen finally had a nice game. I think he had his first touchdown of the season. Finally, finally got a touchdown. A ton of targets, ton of catches. Uh, and, and, and that's a guy that was on my bench because of the way he had been performing. Really? Well, that's my league where I got I got deep wide receivers. But, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a rotator in. And, and that was happening against who this week? Who did they play this week? I forget. Um, the, uh, 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 who are we talking about? The, the, uh, the tournament was against Denver. Against Denver. Denver. Yeah. That, 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 so you, you, had, you, had, you knew you were going to have to put up a lot of points against uh, the Yeah, man, so, he, so he was doing that against... Uh, Tariq or whatever, the, my guy from K. Akib, Akib, Talib. I can never remember him. Akib Talib. I always want to. I always want to sing like some sort of uh, tribe called Quest. Can I kick it? Believe yes, it or not, Talib was actually on Malcolm Floyd for a lot of the game. I, I, I didn't expect that, but uh, Talib was on Malcolm Floyd for a lot of the game, which is Malcolm why Floyd. A lot of work for a tall guy then gets the ball thrown up and just throw up, tossed him. He is the worst body control. He reaches the ball for his. He's a waste of height. He's he, he, he always jumps too early or too late, and it, it's just like these small guys are right there, and he's, his size is never utilized in a pattern. But here's and then the one he thing, also gets banged up about every other catch. But here's the one thing that he does do: he gets a lot of yards for catch. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen doesn't. Mm-hmm. Keenan no. Allen is just being used. Keenan Allen kind of looks like Keenan he Allen went from being like a rookie who a rookie who was making a lot of amazing catches last year and like kind of doing everything to he looks like Dwayne Bow. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> you know he's been targeted twenty three times over the last two weeks. So what does that turn into? Fifteen catches. And uh, he had six for 58, so less than 10 yards a catch. And then he had nine catches for 73, less than 10 yards Huge. a catch. Yeah, eight, eight point, uh, mm-hmm. one, 8.1. 8.1, one, 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 yeah. Is uh-huh. yeah. Rivers, uh, I mean, not Rivers, is um, Gates going to have success? I mean, he, he, he's on. Obviously, you're playing him. The guy's. The guy. The guy what, is, a, what a receiver. When you are getting. When, the, when they have the ball inside of the, of the 20 yard line, and it is uncanny. The connection between him and Rivers, as far as, as, as the shoulder passes, the I'll throw it when yeah. you're not even looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just know that you're going to be in this spot, and that ball is going to be there, and he's going to catch it. And as fat as he looks, he does not look like an athlete. I'm sorry. But when he makes, when he's down in the end zone, that big butt yeah. is just saying, sit out, I'm catching it, because he's a fat bastard, and, you know. I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain. <laughs> I'm 
getting the damn ball. That's <laughs> <laughs> really true. Let's go That's to the Dol- let's go to the dolphin side unless you want to talk about someone else briefly. But let's not, go. Not really. Um, <laughs> let's uh, yeah. Let's move on there. Let's we got. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Lamar Miller? Uh, all right, let's, we'll start with yeah. Lamar Miller. Um, he's getting a lot of carries. He's getting a lot of carries. He's getting a lot of work. Um, I think he's gotten like 17 uh, touches, 18 touches, 22 touches, 23 touches. He's all right in that zone uh, for the games. And San Diego has been given up. Uh, How ineffective yardage. were they, though, in the first half last week? Oh, God. Oh, God. Miami, I don't know what it was. Would the Tannehill have like ten yards or something? Yeah. <laughs> like Lamar Miller had nine yards. I'm like, are they are they even playing? Are they even playing? Don't you hate that when you're looking at your fantasy lines and you're like, like what's going on? Are all these guys hurt? Was there like, like a no no the, no no the going, bus crash? On the no, way I'm not even saying that. I'm like, there must be a problem with CBS. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. probably just not even reloading from the yeah, time. Yeah. That, they must be overloaded on their service. I need to empty my cash. <laughs> <laughs> when you, it's when you underestimate the team in front of you, and that's what people do to somebody like Jacksonville or Oakland or something like that. And a lot of teams won't put up all that much in that first half, and all of a sudden they'll be like, wait a second. I guess the reason why people beat the shit out of these teams is because they actually try yeah. against these teams, and then they do, and then they beat them, and they kick the ass. <laughs> you know, so Lamar Miller, I, I do believe he's going to have a pretty good game here. Um, he's going to get the carries. Daniel Thomas is back in the mix. He's getting he's getting his fair share of, of work in there, but it's still going to be the Lamar Miller show. Um, he's been playing very well. He's been getting his yards per carry. He's been getting catches. Uh, I, I see him at San Diego's rush defense isn't all that. So I see Lamar Miller make, making a big difference here. Um, this game being in Miami, I'll tell you right now, Tannehill hasn't had the greatest time in Miami. Uh, Mike Wallace... Let's be honest. A little bit let's, again. Let, hold on, let's be honest. Tannehill has not had the greatest time all year. He was on a stretch over the last three games. He was scoring 25 fantasy points. Yeah. Basically 25 and 26 yeah. uh, for the last three in a row. Um, he's the, the one thing that he has going for him, because he has not thrown a 300-yard game all season. He has not thrown more than two touchdowns in yeah. any game all season. Yeah. But what he's given you over the last three weeks is rushing yards. Yeah. I want to say it was like 36, 48, 49. Nope. 49, 48, 48. Okay, 49, 48. Okay, there you go. So, uh, I don't have the benefit of these in front of me. But I I will say, that's huge. Because here's, it's, 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 that's, and that's why as a Lamar Miller owner, you go, he's getting 50 yards a game, rushing the ball, but that's what he's taking in the offense, but that's preventing him from throwing the big yards. And they've only connected once with a long play with Mike Wallace, but it hasn't gone for a touchdown. You know, Tannehill's worst game of the year in just standard scoring, regular old scoring, 12.7 points. It's worst game. That's that's pretty good for your worst yeah. game. You know, Breeze has had a worse game, mm-hmm. you know, this year. A bunch of quarterbacks. Obviously, Brady's had a, a, a number game. of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's a pretty good bad game. It's a good floor. Yeah, it's a great floor. Granted, his, his best game was 23, 23.9 against the Bears a couple weeks ago. Um, so he's always right in the middle, right there. He's not gonna, he's not gonna be terrible for you. He's just obviously you would expect an awesome game against. Well, who hasn't had a just bad game? I just want to make a little preface to next week. Who hasn't had a bad game against the Bears? Oh, by the way, the Bears play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Green Bay next week. Good night. Good night. No. If you're playing Rodgers in Week Ten. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Uh, anyway, if you're right. streaming quarterbacks. Do you think really chocolatey chocolate milk comes from a chocolate cow? In a chocolate field? On a chocolate farm? Near a chocolate stream? Near a chocolate stream? Oh, oh we're streaming chocolate. We're Where's streaming the milk? Chocolate. Where's the milk? Yummy. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the wide receivers? Wallace, Heartline. Well, Walls complained. Landry will also get the ball. Yeah, it is the best thing in Miami when he complains. It is. It's the best thing for Wallace owners is when he complains. He just gets fed a little bit that next week. And he always scored the touchdown. Yeah, he'll score a touchdown. I mean, he has been scoring. I mean, he no, I know, but when five, he complains, yeah. like they, he gets a touchdown. He right? does. He'll. It's one of those ones where it's like they have, they got first and goal at the eight yard line. All right, we gotta we gotta play. It's, it's early in the game. Three plays in a row. They're all going to Wallace. Here we go. Get him the goddamn Let's ball. Shut this guy Let's just pray to God that he catches it on one of the first two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so they were ta- they were talking to Wallace after the game, and uh, you know he's sitting there and he's complaining like, "Yeah, the offense is vanilla. You know, it's just uh, the offense has been shitty. I don't know what the hell's going on. This has been terrible." And they, you know, they they bleeped out the shitty word and everything. And all of a sudden they're like. Yeah, but you had like a 53-yard catch in the game. He's like, yeah, but that's what I'm built to do. I'm supposed to do that. I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about this. This offense has been terrible. I, I got to get the ball more. We're not using me the correct way. We're not doing this the right way. Give me a fucking break, dude. That guy is the biggest complainer I've ever freaking heard. But it works. It works for him every time. Yeah. Why make trillions when we could make Let's let's move on. If you got any other things you want to hear about that game, um, you can check it out on the website and uh, ask us questions via Second Opinions. We actually just got a new. Uh, I haven't uh, been a- been able to tighten up the design via QA with the developer yet, but we just launched a new version of our Second Opinions page. is now up uh, with the new new look and feel of our website. So that's pretty exciting. We are constantly under development. Yeah, <laughs> we really are. We are. It's yeah. all good. All right. That is uh, we're building to a better to a better end. Yes, and it is starting to look really pretty. So, uh, Redskins are going to be at the Vikings. I think this is one we tabbed that uh, I, I cannot know. wait to watch this game. Yeah, what a, what I a, have DVR'd it already. I've been waiting since week two for this game. Is RG three back? I, or is I, it was, I knew that it was going to be the Colt McCoy and Teddy Bridgewater show. And I've been hey, setting you could have had Colt McCoy, uh, Christian Ponder. It's at least it's it's better than Bridgewater at least. It might be RG three though. I you know what is he coming back? Here's here okay the latest quote today from Jay Gruden. He is very 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 close. But we're not going to bring him back until he's hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You got you got to complete the quote. That was pretty. That was pretty I, cool. I was I was pausing for dramatic effect and, yes. and you happened to fill in perfectly. Yes. So, so you, it you seemed like it was planned. planned. You don't think that's the way Drake Gruden works. So, no, he's not. I, my guess is no, he's not. No, gonna they're, they're going to wait an extra they're week. They're going to wait one more week. And it's all because of the miraculous performance that Colt McCoy put up going back into uh, 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 Dallas. Uh, 100 and what was it? Close. 130 miles? Is that what they said his hometown was away like, from, yeah. from Dallas? Like, Texas is too fucking big. They kept showing his yeah. parents. It's like, they show 
If you ever had like an over under, I never would have thought that they would show anyone's parents that many goddamn times on a television screen. So just shows you the power. He did not throw for a touchdown. Threw for one interception. Threw for two hundred ninety nine yards. Did rush for sixteen yards. Had the big seven yard touchdown run with thirteen minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, Completed. An impressive, what was it, uh, 20 of 20, uh, 25 passes? No, it was, was it 30 it was, of 35 passes uh, and 83% of his passes, I want to say? It, it was, yeah, it was a record. It was 30 of 35, uh, pa- no, that, that was Tom Brady. 83.3, 25 of 30. 25 of 30. Tom Brady completed 30 of 35 against the Bears. <laughs> you know, the one thing I'll say about that, uh, <laughs> Kerrigan should have gotten that fumble. So oh, my God. Have been, when that happened, right after that play I was playing last night, and I was up by just a little bit, and I was playing Dan Bailey, and I was playing Terrence Williams. They, when he didn't get that, he grabbed it. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he didn't get that thing? How about this? How did that squeeze out? Next three plays, Terrence Williams got past. I'm like, no, no, this cannot. It was. I thought it was going to be a Terrence Williams show for a 50-yard Dan Bailey field goal. <laughs> and if that happened, that, I would have lost. And, if, and, and, and because that didn't happen... That's why I showed you my three t- tight losses this week. Yeah. The three-point loss because Dan Bailey didn't kick one more stupid field goal. I'm like, oh, the game winner. I'm going to win it on the game winner. <laughs> I'm like, no problem in that league. I'm like, oh, the one where I lost my Well, five. that's why your and problem the one where I lost right my there. Yeah. Well, you should be like, come on, Dan Bailey. Do it. I know you're not going to. But come on. I've done good deeds oh, this that, week. No, that you say it's going to happen. I got this. No, no, no. God's like, I, said, ah, I'm like, I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm like, okay, we're going to overtime. I'm like tie the game. I'm like I'm, I'm just I know I'm just running all the scenarios through my head. How does the game have to go for me to yeah, win my yeah, fantasy yeah. game? What I need to have happen is go to overtime. Good. They kick the field goal. I'm like perfect. Now the all the Cowboys got to do is take that drive. Equalize. Just kick a field goal. You know you're going for it on four downs every time, and they get stopped on the first time. Like, well, in that question, we won't talk about last. No, no, but the other thing, the other thing though. Why wouldn't they run to Demarco Murray more? He had a nine yard carry on the first carry of the game, and then they threw for three downs. Demarco why, had a lot of why, yards in this game. He got why a lot are of, you uh, not? Why not just be like you know, know on this drive? Nine, the first carry, nine yards. Just give the ball to him until you They get actually there. finally, because they've realized how many touches they've given him. You got to win the game. You got to win the game. The other part of that game, though, you're talking about the Kerrigan thing. How about the other defensive end that knocked the ball up in the air? Yeah. And he's tracking it the whole way down, and someone came through with an arm and just kind of lazily knocked it. Oh. Or, you know, fantasy a fantasy's so oh. crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, texting with the people that you're playing against, and you're just like, Ah, this sport. Why do we love this so much? It drives us so crazy. Vikings. How many times been stupid when the shooting begins? Vikings can be scored on. Redskins can be scored on. But not as much as the Vikings. The Redskins are going to put up uh, about 35 points, I'd say, in this game. I think that Deshaun Jackson is really come into his own here. He's still a bitch. He still starts a fight every fifth play. What a fucking he's break so that guy He's so much more is. productive than I thought he was going to be in this But, yeah, I agree. He's, he's a lot better than I give him credit for. I mean, the guy is just... He's just, just, he's just Gruden said it last night. He's the best deep play threat in the game. and I He is. I, I gotta agree. believe him. I'm, I, I'm with I absolutely him. believe that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, listen, the Redskins are going to score. I think that uh, Alfred Morris gets a touch, another touchdown in this game. He's going to have a nice game against this uh, uh, Vikings defense that is very suspect. They're going to have to watch out for that pass. Not that Cole McCoy is all that, you know, crazy exciting, but they're going to have to watch out for Reed and Garcon and uh, Deshaun Jackson. So I think that uh, Morris is going to have a, a few holes to run through, and he's going to have a nice game. Here's the one thing I'm, I'm concerned about. I'm, I'm a Jordan Reed owner, and... 
I, I just don't like the way that they're using him right now. They, they talk about him as an extreme talent. He is absolutely. They, every time that Gruden pointed out, watch him when they're isolating here. They got the bubble guy up here. Watch Jordan Reed. And every time then, the pass would go to him. But it's going for short passes, and it's only been on third downs. You see Niles Paul out there in the earlier downs, or you see a lot of times they're both out there. Yeah. Niles Paul cannot block worth a shit. No, he doesn't. You know, well, no, and he, and, he, and he totally screwed over Alfred Morris on that first time that he was trying to run that, uh, that screen one yep. uh, run, and he got uh, tackled for like a five yard loss on it. It was, it was good enough to have a. So, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this on, on this situation. It doesn't help somebody like a Jordan Reed when you are constantly switching quarterbacks. Okay? You know when you're a Pierre Garcon and you know when you're a Deshaun Jackson, there are certain things you do. Granted, it doesn't help things that Jordan Reed is in and out of the lineup as well, yeah. getting hurt as much as he does. True. So, I mean, that whole situation is... is How about that catch he made, though, when, when Colt was rolling out? Oh, God, that was play. sick. That was sick. And people were saying that Colt, Colt called his shot. You know, there, 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 there. You know, and sure, and, and he was, was pointing nice. to and everything. It was all but that nice. tipped up. All yeah, that was a reach. Woo. That was sick, dude. Was. That that guy is a sick receiver. That's what I'm saying. You see end. the talent that he had. Absolutely. Get him the damn ball more. Get well, him streaking across in the middle. Stop. Why is a tight end getting a bubble screen? That's the thing. I'll tell you this right now. I think McCoy figured it out as he was going. This is his first real, like, full game in a while. He didn't quite exactly. 2011. Listen, he, uh, he underthrew Deshaun Jackson constantly. He underthrew right? almost everyone. He barely used Pierre Garçon. He didn't start figuring out Jordan Reed until the second half. Reed had, I think, one or two targets in the whole first half. Then he ended up tied for the most targets in the in the game uh, for the Redskins in the second half. So I think he, it just takes a little bit of figuring out, and that's what I'm saying. When you're switching quarterbacks over and <laughs> here's over the again, bad news. who the fuck knows? I mean, and who, here's the bad news. It most likely will be Colt yeah. again this week, but then it's going to be an RG3, RG3 the next okay. week. But at least RG3 knows and he likes these guys it. from before. And he likes, and he and he likes, likes Jordan Reed. Yeah. Yeah. So, and at that point, they'll be happy to have him back because, let's be honest, the last happy year, year RG3, you guarantee you the grumblings of some of those receivers like, Let's give Cousins a shot. But we we went there, we did it. Now you've got Cole McCoy. It's like, come on back, RG3. Get out get out of that subway. Cole McCoy just led us to a couple wins. And then, you know, Kirk Cousins led us to a, a, a win. And RG3 seems to lose a lot. Yeah, lately. well, that's, that'll yeah, be the key. That'll be the key. But the other thing is, too, uh, if, when, when he does come back, it's good news for Alfred Morris owners. He averages an extra yard per carry because of the threat of RG3 running. Yeah. That's so, a yeah, fact. He needs more than anybody else. Moving to the Vikings side of the ball. Uh, Jared McKinnon. Uh, listen, kid's dynamic. Kid definitely has game. Uh, the kid's exciting to watch. And I, I'm excited every time he gets that ball. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. I, he's been... He, he, I, ever since I did my started doing my research on these rookies, and it's like I started watching that those, those uh, yeah. highlight films... And then I showed them to you guys. That's just those moves. You cannot teach moves. Like you can see power, and power can be matched. But agility and, 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 and ability, those things. Agility and ability. The days, the days. It's the agility ability of. He's got ability with agility and. Look that through the roof. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I listen. Sorry. The, the kid, like I said, the kid's exciting. The kid's a lot of fun to watch. I don't see him doing a whole hell of a lot against this Washington defense. This Washington defense is fast. They can't fast. get to the ball. They can't. They couldn't handle the power and the overpowering uh, offensive line of that Dallas Cowboys team. DeMarco Murray is also very powerful. He's elusive as well, but he's powerful. And he can bust through that line. He can, as soon as he gets past that first wave, he gets more. And he'll get more. And granted, McKinnon can as well, but that offensive line is not the Cowboys' offensive line. Um, I don't see McKinnon having an incredible game, but he'll get 15 to 18 carries. And he'll get his the work done. And with so many teams on by and so many guys injured, he's going to be a, worth, a worthwhile play this week. And where he'll actually probably do a little more damage, I think, you know, and he has not done a lot of receptions, you know. Yeah. But this is a game where I think if you're smart and and you also are going to see that if we saw what Washington did to Dallas last week, if Washington watched what Detroit did to Minnesota earlier this year, sure. they should be doing exactly the same thing as they did this last week. Sure. Absolutely. So then if you are Minnesota in preparation for this, because in that game against the, the Lions, where I think they, the Lions sector was it nine times? Could it have been nine times? Anyway? Nine I, times. I'm not going to do it again. But uh, <laughs> That's it, how it works in this family. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Uh, <laughs> um, if, if, if they see that, I, and I think if Minnesota can be smarter, North Turner, I, I give them credit for being smart enough that if they start bringing that big, that big rush, yeah, you know, Teddy may get eaten alive the first two, two, three times of it, but then they're going to finally wise up and start letting him come in and then just let, let McKinnon just drop in and just dump one over the top. Well, I, oh, yeah. And all it takes is you give him three. One of them can go for 25 to 30 yards. Yeah. Last week, um, I think we all predicted it, or I, I know I at least did. I think we all talked about it. Um, Corderell Patterson finally having a good mm-hmm. game. And he did. Right. You know, we said, was we said that this was his last chance to prove to anyone that he was going to be worthy of it. If you could not do it against Tampa Bay, then you don't do it. Then you ain't going to do it. So he had. What he were his stats? Eight stacks. Eight sacks, by the way. It was eight sets. It was eight sets. Okay. okay. It wasn't so good. I'm glad I didn't play that. <laughs> Not nine times. No. But, um, <laughs> I mean, do I think that he has another game like that this time? No. Uh, not, not against Washington. It's possible, but I don't see it. Uh, although he is starting to get work more into the mix, as well he should, uh, they finally got him a rush again, yeah. which was nice. But he needs to be getting like three to four rushes. Absolutely. they got to start being a little more dynamic dynamic with him. Plus, now, you got to do that because that will also help take pressure off of Jarek McKinnon, will also help take pressure off of Teddy Bridgewater. You, you need to get the defense kind of looking three different directions to give your quarterback an extra half a second to three quarters of a second. That's the difference in NFL football. Yep. Agreed. Um, now, it, it, exciting is that uh, Kyle Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph. Is, it, is this the week? It's close. I don't think they'll be back this week, but week 10. I, actually, I think they have a bye week 10. Uh, so week, so 11, week, 11. week okay. 11 for sure. I don't see it, uh, coming, him coming in this week. It's probably going to be week 11, but he's he's close to returning. In well, that, and the that good day. news there is that the, uh, the, the tight end play has actually been involved even without him there. Absolutely. And when he comes Chase back... Ford had he, a really he, nice game last game. He should be able to assume a much larger role than he had when he, when he left. Cool. Let's move on to the first <laughs> of the three afternoon games, and that's going to be the Rams are going to be at the Levi's Stadium. And um, 
Dog, take it away. All right. We've seen the game before. It happened just a couple weeks ago. The Rams uh, came out on fire. We're dominating the 49ers. 49ers figured things out, dominated them in the second half, ended up beating them. Uh, Kaepernick ended up figuring things out in that second half, ended up kicking ass. I see the exact same thing happen in this game without the Rams domination. The Rams are going to be dominated against in San Francisco. San Fran's going to uh, run the ball effectively. I see Hyde having a good game along with Gore. I see uh, Kaepernick having himself a really nice game in this one. He does well at home, and he'll do well against the, the Rams, which he normally does, and he ended up with, I think, his highest scoring game against the Rams earlier this year. Uh, I can definitely... What do you got, Houdins? Dr. Evil, you look very toyed. Yes, toyed like a tiger. Yes, yes, yes. Really? Yes, you look like a macho man. I think he looks like a macho man in this game. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, I, and, I, I mean, uh, the receivers should all get involved. Uh, who, who, who to call at this See, point? That's the thing. You can't. And, and now here's the problem. You're a Michael Crabtree owner, Right. And and maybe you were sitting here, and, and, and I know that me and D Rex were, were thinking earlier in the year. That I really thought that he had the potential. I thought he was going to suck this year. Did you really? I, I thought the whole the whole deal was. I stayed away from everything on that team. I did not think Crabtree was going to be good this year. I, I guarantee I had him lower than both you guys in my wide receiver tiers. I just well, I was scared. Well, maybe you were earlier higher higher on him earlier. I just love him. You know I love right. Crabtree. He's, he's my guy. I, I saw everything like that was going on. Again, I always like to look at what was going on in the last quarter of the season, and he was getting a ton of targets at the end of last year. He was like becoming the main guy, and the thing is, is that and he also signed a contract that was very incentive laden. So do you figure that that was going to help the lead to, you would think. to greener pastures, and it has not done so? No. And so Wait, he he signed the contract, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I don't think he I signed. Thought, I thought no, he, he's he's no, still he's waiting. Coming up on he's still time. waiting. For oh, he's still contract. waiting. For, who was the one that just Maybe signed the contract Bolin, that was Bolin. like? No, 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 no. It wasn't no, Bolin. Cap. Yeah. Oh, Cap. 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 Okay, yeah. his was all incentive laden, okay. and it was yeah. So it was okay. very incentive laden. Yeah, okay. yeah. I knew someone tried to very Crabtree's had a bad season the wrong time. Okay, yeah. So the wrong season, bad season, the wrong time. Crabtree for his money. Well, and the other problem that he's got is that you have other guys that have stepped up and have, and, and have, have, you know have played well. So you know having Brandon Lloyd do what Brandon Lloyd's done. You know, and Anquan Bolden had been quiet, but all of a sudden he's starting to wake up in the last couple of weeks. Johnson Vernon, two weeks ago was the best wide receiver, and you got Vernon yeah. Davis who's coming back into the fold and going to get and going to get his touches as well. So, and again, here's a team that still likes to run the ball a lot, and Kaepernick is actually running the ball. Uh, like he should have been last year, so I don't like. It's hard to like any of the wide he's receivers. He's not busted. He's Kansas running. Like, yeah, he's running it the most. I think he leads running back or wide quarterbacks in rushing yards. But it's it's not that explosive. No. Callum Kaepernick stuff. Listen, so. all the wide receivers are going to have four, to, uh, you know, three to four catches, and they're all going to do something. I, I can't call which one it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> Vernon Davis, I do not think he won a very good game. Like I, like I say every week, the Rams are darn good. They're, they're really good. Uh, really good against the tight ends. Um, so I just don't see it there. But like I said, I think that the running backs both have a pretty darn good game. I think that uh, Hyde works himself into the mix in this one. Gore was stopped pretty hardcore against the Rams uh, last time they played. I can see Hyde working in the mix. And, yeah. and talking about, talking about a bye week coming at the best time for Gore, uh, oh, an yeah, older absolutely. guy, to get that little bit of extra rest. When it comes to the Rams. Um, well, first who, of all, who Brian, is, Brian, who's depending on what? Well, first of all, Brian Quick is gone. 
for the season now. Sure, might as well just throw that. Out. So let's let's get that out there. So um, when you look at their wide receiver situation, uh, Kenny Britt, who has been just not really worth being much of anything now, he's going to and he's but he had been more active in the last two to three weeks. He now gets a bigger shot. Um, Still, does that really do whatever. anything for you? Tavon Austin again has been continually misused in the offense, and, and again they just don't. Stedman have a Bailey actually might be the most consistent of everybody, which is crazy coming up. Uh, I mean, Austin Pettis was let go of uh, Tavon Austin. I think they should trade Austin Pettis for Geno Smith and just have West Virginia be playing for uh, St. Louis. <laughs> Geno Smith, uh, 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 Stedman Bailey, Bailey, and Tavon yeah. Austin. And then we got um, where's Marcus Vick. Marcus is in jail, isn't he? Uh, he? He said Virginia Tech, right? No, I said West Virginia. West Virginia, damn. I'm like, I'm like wait a minute. We're not yeah. going. Wait, wait. You're going to Virginia Tech. Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm sorry. Should, too, too soon? Ding, ding, ding. Wait a little bit too soon. Uh, there's never. There's, there's never yeah, a good time. There's it's never right. a good time for what you're doing. the clock tower. All right, so. Everybody, I am from Holland. Isn't that beer? <laughs> Um, I don't see either of the tight ends having all that great of a game either in this one. I know that they did last game, um, but I think that San Fran's going to be ready for it in, the, in, in this one. Uh, Cook or Kendricks is one of them. I just don't see the Rams doing all, a hell of a lot. Their backfield is more fucked up than well, Let me add this. And, and, this and if Patrick Willis is able to play in this game, then it gets even tougher for, uh, for St. Louis. When you're looking at the running back situation, I mean... Yeah, let's quickly talk about them and move on to the next game. Mason, last week we said long-term we liked Cunningham the most, but Mason probably in this game. It looks like the the chatter on the street is that Zach Stacey's a prime trade target and trade guy where who knows if anybody wants him, but heading up into the trade deadline... Uh, he's kind of he's out there to be now, taken. We, and we mentioned Benny Cunningham, and then he gets four rushing attempts, and twenty-seven he, yards, and he gets and they, one target in the passing game. Yeah, so four for twenty-seven, you said. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and, and one and one catch for eight yards. Well, I mean, I think Zach Stacy had something ten for seventeen or. or Nine for seventeen or something like that. Or it, well, it was it was five awesome. for seventeen. Five for seventeen, I think, for Stacy. Uh, Five for seventeen for Stacy, and tra- it was it was it was not a good week. <laughs> Trey Mason, uh, what he said, what did we say? Four for twenty. Oh no, that was four uh, for that was, Trey was, Mason was, ended up with seven carries for thirty-two. He was the best yeah, of the bunch. Yeah, he was the best of the bunch. Um, not saying much. Block. No, yeah, that's the whole problem. And again, it, it rears its ugly head. So this is the thing. Again, when you're looking at this running back situation, it's 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 unclear. Stay away. And it's, it's, stay it's, away. Yeah, stay away. And again, against against San Francisco, why is it worth risking at this point in time that you're you're looking for the best bye week replacement? You want a shot? I say you'd go on Trey Mason just because of his game breaking ability. Zach Stacy is not going to break you a fifty yard run. Trey Mason could. That's the smartest okay. thing you or Fat Bastard have said all day. Oh. Bad bastard. Sexy man, sexy man, eating like a sexy man can. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, wait. One, one, quick, one quick thing I want to talk about that is something I read thinking about Fat Bastard. Gerard Depardieu mm. read a story about him. The guy drinks 13 bottles, bottles of wine a day. You got to go check, do a search. Slate did a thing on him. They... they 
did like his. You can't da- drink thirteen bottles of wine. Listen, his daily routine. He gives it. He gives it to you. He starts drink. He drinks all day and all night. And he basically drinks champagne in there. He drinks beers in there. He drinks whiskey. He says average is usually like eight bottles of wine. But he's like, I can drink 14 bottles of wine in a day. 14 bottles. Gerard Depardieu. Gerard Depardieu says he can drink 12, 13, 14 bottles of wine per day. He owns a vineyard. He lives in. He lives in friggin'. He's look French. at this fat bastard. Yeah, look at that guy. It, it doesn't this that guy? Is a fat isn't bastard. that fat bastard? I think that's who Michael Myers or whatever. Uh, Jesus. It he's could got, be. He's got. If, if they call it the Irish flu when you're all red and you smoke too much and drink too much, the French flu is is, is Gerard, Gerard Depardieu style. Oh, what a beast! <laughs> he is. He oh, is. Yeah. He is that bastard from France. All right, move on. Game of the week. Maybe this, maybe, this, maybe this should be the uh, the bitch slap uh, picture. Done. <laughs> Done. Pull it to your desktop. Send it to me. I love it. Gerard Depardieu. God damn, I'd love to drink, one day drink with that guy if I can make it through. Dog, tell us about your favorite player and one of my favorite players going against that special rivalry. Uh, what's going to happen in this game from a fantasy standpoint? And I think this is a game we're really excited about to talk about in the NFL and just franchise against franchise uh, level. Who's going to win this game and all that good stuff? Um, you're gonna you're gonna love this. Uh, I like Brady a little bit more than I like Manning this week. Yes! Yes! yes. Just a slight bit, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, one thing that you can do against Denver is you could pass on him short. And that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be using that tight end quite a bit. They're going to use Wright, and they're going to use Grant this week. Uh, they're going to use Amendola. They're going to use Edelman. Um, I, I don't see a whole hell of a lot. I, I, listen, LaFell is even a very good short receiver. They're not going to go long. Brady's very good at the short passes. They're going to use Vereen on the backfield doing that. Um, th- th- that's just what's going to happen all game long. They're going to try and control the game, and they're going to be able to do it. It's in New England. Um, last year, Brady outperformed Manning in both the games that they ended up playing. No. What do you got? Okay, they've met 13 times up until this point. Uh, in those 13 meetings, Brady's won nine of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy stats, now you got to remember, when you look at the numbers as, as, as a whole, they don't look great. Uh, Brady's only averaging throwing for 235 yards with 23 touchdowns and 12 interceptions in those games. Peyton Manning's only average throwing for uh, 294 yards and has 27 touchdowns and 19 interceptions. But most of those games have been played in the cold weather because we've been playing in the AFC Championship games or playoff games or highlighted games that have been on Monday nights uh, late in the season. But <laughs> you bring up last year. Last year is the best and most relevant one to bring up. And, 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 and the fact is, when you saw, look at the first thing, 9-4, and four, what does that tell you? Because Manning has always been playing against Brady on New England. It's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick always has a plan for, for, for Manning, and his plan for Manning is usually pretty good. He's beaten them 913 times. The last time that they met, Peyton Manning, um, uh, what was it? Uh, only, they held him to, check this. Remember, this was a record-breaking season last year for Peyton Manning. Threw yeah. for 5,500 yards. Against New England, he threw for 150 yards, one touchdown, and two uh, two touchdowns and one interception. Now, granted, if you remember, that game was being played in snow and or sleet or something with crazy winds. 
However, Tom Brady, Brady threw was for able 344 to yards with three touchdowns. But Brady and is used to playing it. Brady is the best quarterback ever playing in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. I'd say so. I did, I'd say so. You, you, you look at the, the game so against Oakland. Years, you look at, uh, uh, there's so seven, many, there's so many playoff six, games. Seven, six, six, oh, whatever. Yeah. It was it, crazy. I had him that year. I remember I was just so fired up. Um, awesome. We'll keep let's keep talking about this game and, and, and dive deeper to some of the. So other let's talk guys. about the guy that you brought up earlier in, in, the, in the podcast and the guy that I had uh, talked about uh, after he did it the week before. Julian Edelman is losing the mojo right yeah. now. You're talking about a guy to be absolutely down on right now. A guy that I I don't even say uh, not worth starting until I see something. Uh, he's the guy. Because you see the emergence of Rob Gronkowski come back, the Bears will help make that happen, though. Yeah. Um, Brandon LaFell has just stepped into the role and, and really assumed it. And the problem is it's drops. Brady completed 30 or 35 passes. He had three drops on him. Two of them were Edelman. Edelman's been dropping the ball a lot. Edelman has four drops in the last two weeks. And that's when they're being generous on drops. So there's a lot of times that they, they call them incomplete and say it could be a drop. It could be, yeah. But his have been ball in the pocket, turning and dropping the ball. Now, the, the question is, on, on Denver's defensive side, who does the kid to lead play against? He plays against LaFell. Of course he does. Yeah, he doesn't play against Adelman. He doesn't play against... Uh, he might play against Gronk. At times, you want to know what it's going to be because they, they did his, and you're right because they when he was on New England, and if you remember, it was against Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was coming in as one of the hottest tight ends in the game, and he shut him out. I wouldn't be surprised actually if he's on Gronk to start. I'd love to see Gronk push him around. It'd be funny. I don't know if he could because because Jimmy's a more physical threat as far as pushing you around than Gronkowski is. Gronkowski is more of that. He likes to just get that one move so he can get by you, and then he, he he's just he's he more physical when he gets the he needs to. when he gets, once he has the ball. But he doesn't. Yeah. He, he's not a guy that that is uh, in that first. Uh, he doesn't adhere as well or uh, adjust as well as Jimmy Graham does to the contact off the line. I would yeah, say. He, I, if, I you give, if you give Gronkowski a free release, he'll kill you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. More yeah. so than Jimmy Graham. He's a beast. He's um, moving over to the Denver side yeah. of the ball. Now, who does Revis take on? Or does Revis just play his side? Uh, my, my, my guess is that they, they may try and have him uh, stick with Demarius for a little bit. And then I don't think he'll that'll work out very well. I think well, they're going to have to put him there that. first, right? Yeah, I think they will. They'll, because, they'll put him on Demarius first. We've seen Revis get kind of toasted a little bit in the last couple weeks. Too. Yeah, he has been. Uh, he's not, not by the Bears. He's not as quick as he used to be. Yeah. Plain and simple. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think that he. I think he just eventually. I think he tries to take on Demarius. Demarius runs a couple of those quick slants. Um, he gets beat on him, and he ends up. Catching a couple balls and shoving him away from him because he's a lot stronger than Revis is, yeah. and he ends up gaining. And I think they say, you know what, Revis should take a side. Yeah, so, you know, let me we ask one on thing the other I want to get in on can actually work physically against uh, Demarius. Watching him play the Bears and while well, he's guard, guarding Mar- uh, Marshall this week, he holds, pulls every oh, yeah. play. I mean, he was getting away, he with, away with murder. This is ridiculous. Murder. It's the other point I want to bring up. I'd love to complain, in but I never complain about against Jordan getting away with shit. 
Yeah. So, you but, know what? If you're a star, you get away with it. I'm not going to complain about it anyway just Shoulders, because defensive players are at the complete Jersey. disadvantage of offensive players this year. I agree. There's, you know, the amount of fantasy points that are being scored in fantasy leagues across the country, those people that have been having these leagues where we keep track of total points, the highest points yeah. in the season, the person right now, the highest point total in my league is like 1,900 points. Jesus. This is over as we play the 17-week season, though. Uh, the... Person who's on pace right now is on pace for twenty five hundred points. That's a six hundred point difference. That's a third of a season. That is. It's normal. So that's, it's, no, that's that's the new it's correlation. The new, it, well, it's, it's the new NFL rules. It's, it's they want to induce scoring. Yeah. So where you used to have only a few players that were your fantasy impact guys, that's the problem now in fantasy. Is that these new rules have allowed that. Pretty much every game is going to have a couple guys that can blow up huge yeah. in, in, in scoring because, especially receiving-wise, because of the no-contact rules. I think that um, Denver was kind of preparing for New England and saying, you know what, get your chemistry down with uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders mm. because you might need to use him quite a bit coming up against New England. That's a possibility. I could see that happening. If not, no doubt... I think that Wes Welker's going to be Well, does it hurt that Emmanuel had that huge game, his first, you know, multi, all the touchdowns that he got coming the week before this? Now now they have all the, the tape on it. And, but uh, that's better for Demarius. I'd well, rather sure have Demarius I mean, than up on Demarius. Right, yeah. Because he's, he's even... But again, you're, you're still saying it's a better game for Tom Brady, though. Yeah, I think that Brady has a better game. I but you like Wel- you like Welker on the on the pa- on the Patriots I side? I think that Welker's going to get his shots. I think that they're going to try... A payback to- type game? I don't know. I, you know what? I don't think it it's didn't payback happen anymore. last year either. So that was no. The... I don't think it's payback anymore. I, I just think that the Patriots set up their defense um, this off season to be able to take care of guys like Demarius. And, Do you also? And I got a quick question. I got a Belichick question. I got a Belichick question. Does Belichick also say, "I don't care. No matter what, I'm going to put my worst defender on Welker all day." If you're going to beat me with Welker, then beat me with Welker. I can see him doing that. Because, look, he's got injuries all across his linebacking core as well. I don't think he gives a shit about Welker. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's going to put his worst defender on him. He's going to cover you one-on-one all day. Welker will be on my bench in this game, and I'm sure he's going to be on most people's benches after how he's been stinking it up since he came back from that concussion. Now, here's the main reason why I, I do like Brady more than Manning this week. Um, Denver's going to use the run because New England can be beaten on the run. Ronnie Hillman has proven to be a very effective back, a lot better than we all thought. For sure. Um, um, Matt Forte, I think, was averaging almost like five yards a carry against them last week. Yeah, and I think that Hillman does the same. I think Hillman, uh, I don't want to say he breaks a couple, but he's going to be used, and he's definitely going to be used uh, more than you think. I don't think Manning has as many passes as he's had in the past. Um, I think that Denver's rush defense is extremely effective, and that man, and that Brady's going to have to throw the ball. So I think that Brady has more opportunity, and um, Manning. Uh, listen, they're both going to have great games, and this is going to be a great game to watch. I just think that Brady has a slightly better game than Manning does this week. Cool. I love it. Anything else? Uh, you guys can ask the second opinions. Hop on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash. Pyromaniac, P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one AC. Uh, we're fielding questions there. Um, 
and obviously Facebook we mentioned earlier and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, one one thing I'm going to mention on every podcast, we're about two hours into this one. Um, I was told by my co- consultant to do this in the first 20 minutes of the podcast. Try to do it a couple times, but what, whatever. Uh, keep on giving us those reviews. Go to iTunes, do a search. Go to either do a search for Fantasy Football, seek us out, the Fantasy Football Fire, Pyro Podcast, or you can just do a search in their thing, Fantasy Football Fire, Pyro Podcast. Go write a review. Um, so many of you guys have been doing it, and it's been awesome to go there and check and see how many more numbers we've got and uh, awesome, nice things you guys are saying. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. If you haven't gone and d- done that yet, Please do it. It only helps us in our stature. You're insane, gold member. <laughs> and that's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. <laughs> and the music we started out with was Curtis, Curtis Mayfield. Mayfield. Uh, now Superfly. What are you closing out with? Future Shock. Future Shock. Awesome. And then obviously the sound bites here are from the man, the myth himself. Bad bastard. And Austin Powers. And Austin Powers. Uh, good stuff. All right, let's go on to the next game, and that's going to be the Raiders at the Seahawks. Uh, go. <laughs> uh, can I make this one go away? Yes. Um, this is one of those games where Seattle uh, tested again, got the win, though, but tested in Carolina. Uh, they're coming home. The offense, wow, without Percy Harvin, you don't look so good. Uh, Russell Wilson had your one game, you know, where, where everything was good. But then we hear all about the, all this discontent and discombobulation going on in the locker room. Where are people at? Lynch on the block. You know, Lynch is the guy that is the linchpin in this week. Okay? That's where <laughs> I go, where I'm looking for fantasy points. They are going to lean on him. This is one of those ones where, okay, so they they got rid of the person. They've had all this thing. People say, we need to get back to being this this, this running attack team first. Now you're at home against the Raiders. This is the time to do it. It's time to reestablish your identity for what you're going to be going forward. You're, they've already basically said, I, I don't know if it uh, was where it came from, but I, I know I read it, that basically Lynch is not going to be a Seattle Seahawks next year. Oh, yeah. So this is Great. known. Go ahead. Run the hell out of them. This is a week to do it. You lean on them. You get your identity back as a team. You refigure out how your offense is going to work around that running game instead of trying to be all gadgety and everything else that they were trying to do with Percy Harvin. And 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 they've lost all their mojo. Uh, they need to get it back. Yep, agreed. That's I, how you do it. I, I couldn't agree more. It's going to be the Lynch show in this one um, until. The second half, if it's, if it's close whatsoever, uh, they'll start using a lot of play action. They're going to establish that run first, but there's going to be some play action passes that uh, is going to get Wilson's uh, his as well. Wilson's going to have a fine game as well. Um, I can see a couple deep passes to uh, guys like Curse, some over-the-middle stuff uh, to Baldwin. Uh, wouldn't sh- shock me if uh, somebody like uh, Richardson or, or a Lockett got involved, uh, or, or even uh, with Wilson coming back. Uh, Luke Wilson, that wouldn't shock me if he got a couple passes down uh, down the seam there. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Seattle all day and night. I don't see uh, Oakland doing all that much at all. Derek Carr has proven his worth as a starting quarterback in this league. He does fine. He does well as a rookie. He's done extremely well for a team that nobody thought was going to do anything. He's, he's playing on a team that has no running attack. You, you cannot consistently count on what they have there running back. What he's doing at wide receiver, he's got James Jones, who is his number one. Okay, James Jones, who 
truly is a number. He'd be a good number. He could be, he could be a number two. When I bet, that's what I'm saying. He could be a number two. He's really not. You know, he's a number three guy. That's yeah. where he fits in more, more, more aptly. And Andre Holmes is a guy that has a great a lot of potential and everything too. But it's again, this has always been the problem with all the talent that they put with these wide receivers in in, uh, in Oakland all, for all the years. Andre Holmes there could be a number. There's all these young talent there, but there's never any veteran presence to teach the young talent how to be good. And everybody that's always there is always about speed. And so these guys, yes, they all have game-breaking speed ability, but they have no one to do the, the consistent things that they need in an offense in order to be very successful going forward. But there's too many holes. What's funny is, you know who's going to be the number one for the rest of the year? Who? Kenbrell Tompkins. Yeah, I said, how about that? <laughs> that should tell I'm you. I'm not shitting you. He, I know. That guy's going to be the number one for the rest of the year on that team. Jesus. He's, he, he, yeah. When was the last time they had a good wide Is it Rice and, and Tim Brown? Oh, Tim Brown. Tim yeah. Brown. Is that, they Tim. had a good wide receiver since then. But Rice was... 90, but remember, when they got Rice, Rice was... was, was oh, he was, was, was thrown off. And then, and he came back and had a resurgent year with that. Oh, yeah. He yeah. had the... Every once in a while, the Raider give you the old, the old man Raider bump, you know. Yeah, you know, well, but I can't believe that you're right. They're 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 always at this youth movement, and it never like more aging that, veteran. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it never takes that step where it's like, all right, we got some momentum here, well, and that's usually the same in the same year. They have their uh, <laughs> you know, Maurice Jones Drew going on right now, and they're still trying to trying to to get McFadden going after seven years or five years or whatever it is. How about this? McFadden is like, you wonder what he's the reincarnation of, a guy that was also one of the most exciting players to me in fantasy football for a short period of time. And he's a short guy, too. Napoleon Kaufman. Oh, my God, yeah. I loved Napoleon yeah. Kaufman. That guy was like, oh, if you had long touchdowns that were worth something, this guy, like a couple times you see him play, you're like, ooh, and then he would get hurt all the time, and then it was just, it never materialized again. The same way that that, uh, that McFadden was doing it early on. I really hope. Thanks, ooh, wasn't he an Arkansas guy? Uh, get some gold cuts, get some gold cuts. <laughs> 44, ladies, that's me. <laughs> Uh, quick question. Get some cold cuts, day. Quick question for you, dog. Best uh, commercial on TV. Oh right? my god! Did, we, did I play it on the last time? I know uh, we, we recorded. Yeah, did I ever yeah, play it on the podcast? Maybe, but that that uh, one's so good. Good old Nicky Shuffle. He's so he's good. So good. Uh, now, when you, when you open this up uh, for the Raiders, you said Derek Hart. Do you like his prospect? Do you like him as a pro moving forward, or you just think he's going to get sucked into the whole thing? You, 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 no, you, I, you, I, you I like, think he's like the type of guy who changes things around. I think he's the type of guy. That gets coaches fired instead of getting himself traded. I think he's the type of guy that gets uh, GMs fired. He's the type of guy who gets personnel guys fired because he's good enough and, and, and a very solid character and a winner type guy who has control of a team and control of a locker room enough that gets those decision makers fired because they can't put the shit around him. Huh. Not him. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. Here's that. one thing that I say though. Uh, because they're so bad, though, they may be in a situation where they have the number one pick and they may have a chance to get uh, uh, organs. Um. Yeah. yeah, he does not look like an elite. No, he n- looks good. No, listen, way. this is one of those guys that could. That he can, does. Plus, plus here's eight. what I hope. Here's what I. Here's listen. 
They have bigger. This needs. is the Raiders we're talking about. I so pray they don't. I'm do not. That. I'm not trying to talk to you, Bake. Like you're you, and you're you, and, and I'm me, and we're making rational decisions. And we're talking like we're Raiders. Okay. Yeah. So we all right. have to be irrational thirteen year old girls for the moment. Now here's and what they're gonna do. We're right. gonna get Armari Cooper, and because they're gonna finally <laughs> give no, a great wide receiver. Now, that's what they would do if they were being emotional 13-year-old girls. Now, what they should do is be slightly emotional, irrational 17-year-old girls and trade the pick and get some value for it and let let someone like Tampa Bay go up who really wants to step up and get a quarterback. Yeah, uh, do what St. Louis did. Right. Get, get, Period. Get a bounty. And what any team does when they when they're able to do that, because St. Louis is also a team that spent all the money to get to Von Austin. So, yeah. um, you know, just get something. They have so many needs. All right. Yeah. Let's go to the uh, Sunday night football. All right. Good stuff. You got the uh, the Ravens of Baltimore are going to be going into the Steelers Stadium, Heinz Field, and uh, taking on the Steelers. Obviously, Big Ben. Holy cow. That was a huge game. And you know what was weird about it? He he was at that 522 pretty much with about four minutes to go. And I think he had two more drives. All he had to do was get six more yards to become to go past Warren Moon's like 30-year record. But then there's Sammy Baugh had has the record record. But that was only like another 30 or five yards. If I was Big Ben, sorry, with a, a, a especially because I've already been to 500, I've already tasted the 500 zone, like you said, and I didn't even know that. That's an awesome stat. Um, only person to do 500 yards twice. Why not? They had so much time on the clock. I'd be like, Tomlin, come on, buddy. Let's go for this. Sammy Baugh's record was like 65, 70 years old. Um, let me go for that. I think it's like five. What it was like five eighty or something like that. Five, yeah, Norm Norm Van Van, Van Brocklin. Yes. Yeah, not five fifty four. Five fifty. I mean, he he was he was within thirty yards of that. And also, there was two drops. There was a drop by uh, Bryant, and there was another drop in that game. That if those guys caught both those, he's got the all time game record. I'm, I'm sure there were some people talking about the Norm Van Brocklin game, saying if this guy caught that one. If yeah. this guy caught that one, he would have been at 600 yards. They still so. had the time. They still had the time, and he could have just been on that last drive instead of running the clock down. Let the guy go for it. Let him throw. You know what? Let him it, throw five. It's one of those things. Though, it's minutes. also it goes to in football. I football, that. I think, is weirder about it because in basketball, remember Scott Skiles has the assist record. Yeah, I'm the cheapest assist ever at the end of a game. Yeah. Yeah. 30 so, assists. do you want to be... An old Michigan Stater, by the way. Yeah. Right. And so, I, I think in football, I think the code in football is dick. more about, <laughs> if, if it comes in the, in the spirit of the game type thing, because again, who would have thought all these, well, again, who would have thought all the passing games with these ridiculous passing yards that we saw this week? Again, when I was watching the, the Bear-Patriot game, and you're going, they're up by 32 points or whatever. Brady's not going to be throwing the ball at... Oh my God, Brady keeps throwing the ball. That's <laughs> I'm, the like, thing. I'm like, oh my God, because it's like in this NFL now, it's it's you score points, but at the same time, it's not just that; it's also safer. It's uh, strangely running backs. So why didn't they do it for Big Ben? So why didn't they do it for Big Ben? 
a the running backs and offensive linemen have more of a chance of getting injured or rolled up on or something like that when you're running that ball. But that's Sometimes true. the safer play is just to do quick outs, yeah. do some quick passes, stuff like that. And, and plus, your team is so used to it and works so well with it, just keep doing it. See, but you like the score not. I'll tell you that. Here's why it didn't happen, because that's an arsenal that's in the New England offense. That's really not an arsenal. That's not really a, part, a big part of the arsenal of the Steelers offense. But I think the Steelers offense is about to take off through, through the second half of the season. Is about to take some. It's about to go nuts. And you always say it. Roethlisberger's always finishes top ten. He's so much better than people think in fantasy. Now they just found their gem. They got a guy that you've been loving for eight since April. They got him going. They got him. He's dynamic as hell. He can go underneath. He can get a, a hitch up right on the line. Get more he can more go moves. deep and deep. Hey, they got Hayward Bay going too. How about that? Oh <laughs> my goodness, that was awesome. Yeah. We were talking about awesome catch. And fumble. And fumble. Well, let me let me let me say. You don't ever thing. get Hayward Bay going. Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. You get him going, going, and gone. Let me let me say one thing, and I think we we, we agree at this point. Antonio Brown, watching that guy play football, is Might be disgusting. the best receiver in the game. He's disgusting. He is. Amazing. Every time you watch him, it's just like. Whole, I, mean, I can't I believe you did that. We've been talking about this guy so much the last month on this podcast. It's unbelievable that I don't want us to do it too much. But that guy's the most fun player to watch in the league. He's disgusting. He's he really, really is. disgusting. I mean, listen, we all still love our Julio Jones. Yeah. And Calvin is Calvin. And uh, I don't want to say does it does, cause, but although Ed, Ed, had AJ, a great touchdown last week. Marshall, Marshall. I mean, you, could, you could throw out all those big guys' names. Antonio Brown, not quite six feet. He's defying the odds. Dude, I, Tomlin, makes, the odds. Tomlin makes the guy look like a midget. When it's Tomlin, Big Ben, and Antonio Brown on the sideline, it literally it looks like... It looks yeah, like a midget ridiculous. next he's, to... Here's the other thing that he's got going for him. He's got the thing that you love, uh, Hart. But he's also got the thing that all of us, all of us love, which is he's got the tenacity moxie. and the moxie of like a Stevie Smith. Yeah. You know, he's the, there's fight in that dog. Yeah. There is no doubt there is fight just, in, but it's a fun, happy yeah, fight. Yeah, right now. But you know what? And it's also a fight he's having a blast. That, that, he is. that can do anything on the football field. You want him to run with the ball. You want him to catch the ball. You want him to throw the ball. He can do everything. And he's a left field. Yeah. Yes. You know what's you know what's fucked up is that even when a, an opposing player gets mad at him and is yelling at him, and I'm sure you guys saw this last yeah. week, yelling at him and looks like they want to kick his ass. For some reason, Antonio is smiling and laughing and turns that guy into a lover. Yeah. Turn that guy into to somebody who was patting him on the back and giving him a hug like three plates. Because later. because yeah. he disarms you and, and that's also how he beats you. Yeah, probably. Because he, he's not a guy that you you go out there as a guy that you hate. Is that he makes these plays on you and you get up and, and the, as a defender you're just like, damn, you're good, son. Yeah, good play. Good. You got it. You got and it. Then, and then he and then and then he gives you the respect back. Like, hey man, you you were doing a great job in that coverage. So. It makes him buy in, and he's 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 the he's, he's the uh, what do they call the nice guy who's the assassin? What are they? Uh, the killer, uh, yeah, de- uh, silent killer, the yeah, silent, silent killer, yeah, silent, silent, silent assassin. assassin. There you go. All right, let's talk about some other guys in this in this game. Let's talk about the Steelers quickly, and then let's move over to the Ravens. Well, I also think every time that you talk to me, it's no hassle. But I'm, all I'm saying, they're gonna get. A, I'm, I'm just, no, no. Who's there? 
Look, let me tell you a little story about a man named Sh. Even before you start, that was a preemptive Sh. Just know I have a whole bag of Sh with your name on it. www.sh.com.org. <laughs> Uh, Croner, that's what Croner says to his kids. He's, he'll always be like, www.zipit.com. <laughs> All right, good stuff. All right, talk, dog. Give us a little Steelers love, and then let's move over to the Ravens. Um, Le'Veon Bell uh, should have a decent game uh, in the game that they faced him earlier this year, second game of the year. Uh, he only had like 59 yards rushing, I believe, but he had 40 some odd uh, receiving. He'll put up a he'll put up a good hundred plus uh, total yards in this game. I don't ex- listen. These are two hardcore teams. Still, um, the, the grand this has become a passing. This league is, this, this, is become, this could be the greatest, the best rivalry in football right now because both teams have been good. It's true. It's true. Uh, but the Bears and Packers are not okay. in that game. The game ended up being like twenty six to three. Wow. And uh, I think Baltimore ended up winning that game. If, if I'm not, if I'm Correct. Either way, this is a hardcore uh, rivalry. I don't see a ton of scoring. These are like two of the more exciting teams at times, and two of the more boring teams. Well, but like, I don't. I, it I, wouldn't shock me if this was a more steady, boring. I type hear you game. that, but I want to ask you because Jimmy Smith is a big factor. Going to be out of this game. Yes. So does Antonio Brown? really go off in this game, or because they have to rotate the second guy over to Antonio Brown, does this allow Martavis Bryant to continue his his recent trend of success? Brown's already the type of guy that was beating anybody anyway. And uh, Smith would have been no exception. Uh, I I mean, yeah, there's... No, I still see it being a a ground-and-pound game. Mm -hmm. It's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wants to take control of this game, I could see them doing it. I don't see uh, Baltimore having the weapons enough to be able to, to take care of this game. Um, I Taylor's close to coming back. Not that that makes all that much of a difference, but it's at least a, a boost to morale in some form or another. Listen, Pittsburgh got their asses kicked on defense as well. It's not like Luck didn't have a great game. 400 yards passing. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not like <laughs> we're they about to talk about him coming up. <laughs> it is possible this game could end up blowing up, but I just don't see it. This division rivalry between two of these teams, uh, these two type of teams, these two in particular, I see it more of a rough and tumble. So this game. could be the game where it's like you want to have Justin Tucker. Or uh, is it Shreesum? Uh, who's kicking over? Yeah, no, it's still Shreesum there. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this is one of those games where it's like one touchdown and six field goals in this game. Type. We've seen them well, before in, this ma- in these there games. Are so many games that end up in the 30s and stuff nowadays. I'm, I don't want to say this is going to be a 10 to 7 game. You know what? There have been like no 10 to 7 games this season. Exactly. That's I think what the, I'm the, the lowest scoring game that I saw this season, I want to say, was when, uh, was it week three? When uh, Green Bay went to Detroit in what should have been a, a barn burner, I think it was like was it nineteen twelve or something like that. Whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a, a weird, weird, score, a weird yeah. scoring game. But it was a low scoring low game. Low scoring game, but but not a ten seven game. You, it, it, the new rules there are no there are no. It's amazing that we've even had a couple shutouts this year. Hmm. I mean, it was amazing. The uh, what was it? The Ole Miss game uh, last weekend or something in college football mm-hmm. was a ten seven game. Yeah, that was that, that was insane. That, that was something that doesn't happen either. No. But this one, when I say a low scoring rough and tumble game, I I, I consider it more like a twenty four seventeen 
you know, 27-20 game as opposed to what could happen with the way that these offensives play at times, yeah. like the Pittsburgh did last week. It's not going to be a 44-30 to game. Right. Well, let's talk. Anything to say quickly? Go quickly on the on the Ravens, and then let's go to this Monday night uh, this Monday night game. Flacco terrible on the road and does not play very well against Pittsburgh in general. You put those two together, he's not going to have a very good game. <laughs> um, I, I, this backfield, yes, uh, Forsett is the man, and I think Forsett well, still is. Verde is the man. Well, Verde is even more the man, but he's he's blocking for Forsett. <laughs> I uh, I do like Forsett to still get some some yards in this game. I could see him with somewhere around eighty yards or so. Uh, but it's it's going to be Talia. Here's what's great about Talia Farrell is that wow, you can kind of see it coming, right? You do. And 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 he had been ignored, but Bernard Pierce continued to do nothing. So now he gets the chances, and then he had his two touchdown runs last week. Um, this is where he starts building up on that. So he'll he'll now be trusted at least to be a red zone carrier. So so if you're a Justin Forsett owner, I think to me that just spells that oh shit, here's a guy that's now taking away some of your potential touches in that area, and, and that's that's troublesome. So agreed. Um, agreed. If you look at the wide receivers though too, Torrey Smith, everyone's getting kind of kind of a little cheeky on Torrey Smith because he had a couple good weeks in a row. He had scored three touchdowns in his last two weeks. He's still only been targeted ten times. He got targeted in the last three weeks. No, no, in the two weeks prior okay. to last week, he got targeted twice last week. Zero catches. Yeah, he's been picked up by a lot this, of people. This is right? a guy that you're not going to get consistency in, in, in the situation. And in this matchup, I don't see him blowing up in this game. Do you? No. I, no, I, I think I, it's going to be another four targets, maybe two catches. 30 yards, if you're lucky, it's a touchdown, but probably not. What about, what about one Texas? for 10 in the first game? Uh, that I don't see. I, don't, I see him doing better. One catch for 10 yards. But well, I said two for 30. I give him better. Right. I did give him better. <laughs> I said, and if you're going to get lucky, it's a touchdown. <laughs> Is he? Is he? Is this the same thing? He's just not going to have a big game. Is it? Who? Who on this? Is the Ravens just to stay away from this fantasy wise kind of team this week? Yeah, think, especially with an Owen Daniels out. Uh, because what they have backing them up right now is a rookie at this point who is a little too green uh, to be a double Crockett Gilmore. Let me, yeah, and let me tell you a little bit about Stephen Stevie Smith. And he's more of a blocker. Stevie Smith is, is actually on, a, on, a, on an amazing trajectory that's <laughs> very similar Gilmore. to the season that he had when Cam Newton was a rookie. His first four weeks, he was ridiculous. And in this year, he had 300-yard games in his first four weeks of the season. He had scored three touchdowns in his first four weeks of the season. Since then, he has one 100-yard receiving game, and he has one touchdown. Um, last game, he was targeted 10 times, had three catches for 35 yards. Um, love those targets, though. Love the targets, but before that, he had not had double-digit targets since week two. Got it. Uh, anything else to say on the Ravens, dog, or should we move on to our Monday night game? Let's quote the Raven nevermore. Nevermore. Yes. Never All right, more. let's move on. Monday night football. Colts are going to be at the Giants. Uh, you know, best player around right now in fantasy Andrew football Luck. is Andrew Luck. Take it away, Smellis. I, I got I to talk. This guy, this guy is, I love Andrew Luck. You want quarterbacking at its ultimate in this new style of quarterbacking? He does it all. And he does it with class, and he makes it look good. Even in a loss, he makes it look good. So 
He threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns and two interceptions last week. That's the sixth straight 300-yard passing game for Luck. He's now thrown for 370. You hear me? 370 or more yards passing five times this season. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's fucking insane. Um, this week, he's going to stay hot. He's going to stay red hot. Mm-hmm. He is facing a Giants defense that I'm going to be generous in saying the, the Giants, you can look at whatever their success rate is in, in numbers against quarterbacks. The best quarterback they faced on the season is Matthew Stafford. That was week one. Yep. Since then, it's been garbage that they have faced. Uh, and Stafford threw for 341 yards against them. Yep. <laughs> Luck is going to kill them because the Giants have not had a lot of success rushing the passer. They only have 13 sacks on the season. Yep. Uh, JPP, who is fantastic, only has three and a half sacks. You have got to put pressure on Luck to get him out of his rhythm. If you give him time there, and now we saw Dante Moncrief step up in the offense, oh my God, as I am going to tell you, it's going to be a lot of fantasy points for Andrew Luck. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. Um, I would I not, love this guy. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say that this will be a pretty high-scoring game in general. Indy's defense has been um, exploited lately. Especially on the road. Absolutely. And they um, they have injuries to deal with. Uh, Dante, uh, uh, what's his freaking name? The corner. Well, Vontae. Yeah, Vontae. Yeah. Vontae. Uh, Vontae. 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 Yeah, he's um, having... He looks clueless whenever you look at him. I mean, well, he's, he's also injured as yeah. well at this point. So, I mean, he got injured in the middle, in the first quarter of that game against Pittsburgh, which made a huge difference, obviously, um, in 522 yeah. yards passing against them. <laughs> Eli Manning having a, a week off now. They're getting their shit back together. Uh, obviously, Odell Beckham is a very nice target, a very nice play now. Uh, he's and a great. Think about, think about this, too. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, go for um, it. It's all right. You've been doing it all night. I do it every week. Um, that's my thing. Uh, so that's a whole bunch. Of we all got other things. Dot com. Dot net. The bye week couldn't have come at a better time for New York. Losing Victor Cruz. You needed to get some time in, and Beckham. Who, while Cruz had been playing, Beckham had Beckham had been injured with his hamstring. So yeah. this time in this off week, I think is huge for Odell Beckham. And Odell Beckham is a guy that um, is being ignored in a lot of fantasy leagues because you know he had those couple weeks if people didn't pick him up. He had a bye week, so no one's looking at any new stats. If they're just looking at the generation of you know the, you know what's the total year yeah. to, year to date type numbers, you're not going to see Odell Beckham pop up until much further down the list. But he's a guy that can grow into a much bigger role. We know that Ruben Randall is going to see a lot of targets. But interestingly, it's Odell Beckham that is stealing some of Randall's thunder around the red zone, which is what he was known for before Odell got there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and listen, like I said, Indy could be scored on. Do I see... Uh, I mean, do I see Eli Manning having a blow-up type game where he throws for 400 yards, which he's been known to do from yeah. time to time? A couple times um, a year. Yeah, a couple times a year. It's possible. It really is. This R2 could end up being one of those big shootouts. 
Listen, I, a lot of the Sunday night games have been better than Monday night games in the past. And Thursday night games have usually been bad. But the, the, the tables have turned. Yeah. The, the league is so wide open now that Thursday night games are actually turning into pretty good shootouts. Uh, Sunday night games are, are still uh, fine, and Monday night games are actually putting on some good shows. I, I say the Monday nights have probably been the worst of the bunch because they can't. They usually and they, they usually no flex have. schedule. How can they get a flex schedule? Sunday night gets a flex schedule, but Monday doesn't. Yeah, no. It, it, well, it's because I don't know. It's an extra day. They must be playing on paying the least day. amount of money, ESPN or something. What I probably they pay the most. No, I think you pay the most for for Monday night. No, no. When 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 uh, ABC dropped out and then NBC oh. pulled it over, they did the switcheroo and put a bunch of money, got the flex, tried to turn Sunday night into the big juggernaut that Monday night used to be, and they've done it quite successfully, to be honest. Well, and think about it too. But but there's also there's a reason why Monday night will always still be the biggest night of the of the week because it's your only game. And it's called gambling. And if you've lost your entire week, that's the last chance you have to fix your week. So everybody's on that game. It's a so good true. point. Good point. New York Giants giving up the second most amount of points to running backs this year. Ahmad Bradshaw, obviously been a stud, continues to be a stud. I see him still having a stud game, but I do believe that Trent Richardson comes back and instead of just being active and sitting there sticking his thumb up his ass why? and why didn't they play jiggling it? his balls... He's going to actually be out there playing this week. He was there as an emergency back simply because they knew he wasn't going to play. Why? But they had nobody else to actually be he, active for any reason. So he, he was well banged up. What's his, what's his problem? Um, it was the it was from the week before the hamstring injury that uh, he tweaked, and he didn't end up practicing all week. He didn't have the game plan down. They said, you know what? You're not really going to play. Wait. We have nobody else to activate. Fuck it. You, 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 you're actually going to be activated, but you're not going to play yeah. at all. Don't tell anybody, though. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I, I didn't have him in my rankings, so I took him out and I left him out because I knew he wasn't going to play. I, I, I know nice. that whole situation there, but he's going to be back this week. He'll play some. Uh, I think that uh, I don't think he'll be as effective as an Ahmad Bradshaw will be. Well, Ahmad Bradshaw is just, he's just better. Yeah, he's better. He is plain and simple. He's, he's got better. a bigger heart. Gets 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 the uh, angles much better. Uh, but Trent Trent has surprise. So here's a question I got for you: Is um, Reggie Wayne back? It's a good question as well. Um, he's on the brink. Uh, he could have maybe played last week, so that leads me to believe that he will play this week, which obviously will downgrade somebody like a Dante Moncrief, which everybody's high on. But I wouldn't downgrade him enough to say. Don't take him off your waiver wire, uh, you know, radar there. I would still go grab him as a waiver wire radar because I think after his performance, he slips into the number three role at this point. I don't think Hakeem Nix has shown enough for anybody to have him anywhere close to starting anywhere. You talk about the, you know, we talk about how uh, Julian Edelman has been a dropper over the last couple of weeks. Nix has been a dropper his entire career. Absolutely, he had, he had basically one good year, and then two, one and a half in total. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but never could live up to that potential. Was a guy that I mean, God, the talents and, and the tools that he has, and just 
you talk, that's where in order to be so successful at this level, it's not just about having all those tools. You have to have that work ethic and everything. And, and that's where the Antonio Browns have it. That's where these certain Jeez. players that just get Jeez. it, that, that, you, that you move and you, and, and, and you do everything in your power to hone your craft and to not live in the in, 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 I don't think in you, I, I, I agree with you, what you say there about uh, uh, Hakeem I also think he's just not you know I just don't think he's a smart football player I don't think he really gets the game very well and uh I don't know. He's no, don't, he's no. had every chance to become a guy. Think about it. there's few players that have had a, uh, enough of a chance in this league to be a wide receiver one or two. And uh, when you got Andrew Luck throwing you the ball, and then before then you had a you know six five six years of Eli, and you still just can't really bottle it up and make this thing happen on a regular basis. He's we're talking about him too much as because no, 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 the great receivers are cerebral. He's not cerebral. There you go. Great. Cerebral. It's a it part. Of, it's all in the mind in some regards. Dwayne Allen, this guy's just getting better and better uh, every week. You've He's, liked him yeah. all season. We, I picked him up. I couldn't well, believe we it. We all like I know. liked Dog initially liked him last year. I was super high on him this year just because he was in that zone we knew was going to slide, but he was going to have the productivity. And who would have but said that he's, the power team this year in the power and numbers, Bryce Suits? Yeah. It's Indianapolis. For sure. I mean, T.Y. Hilton... Ahmad Bradshaw is giving it to you. So good. Oh. Even, even Trent. Even Trent giving you points. Uh, Dwayne Allen scoring points. Andrew Luck owning all quarterbacks. Dude, Kobe Fleener's still up there in the yeah. tight end points I as mean, well. Strangely. Good gracious. It's, it's, it's a, but again, when you're throwing, as we said, six 300-yard games in a row, five games of 370 yards or more in a row, there are yards to go around for everyone. We got points for everybody. Everybody gets some points. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. The Colts are one of those great teams that just are a blast to watch. Anything else to talk about on the Giants side of uh, side of the ball? Or uh, I think Andre we can shut Williams, this party this down. Is, this is one of those things where um, I, I think he might be able to get a rushing touchdown in this game. Um, I, I don't see a lot of success for him in this game. He is just one of these guys that when he runs, he runs to contact. That's his problem. That's a fantasy issue. He <laughs> likes to hit people. So when he gets open field in front of him, he's not looking to try to avoid the guy. He'd rather turn into the guy and punish the guy who's tackling him than gain the extra seven yards by making him miss. I like the receivers in this game. I, I, I definitely like um, Ruben Randall. I, I love an Odell Beckham in this game. They're going to use the possession. A uh, short guy from there like they used an Antonio Brown um, I, do I think Andre Williams really has a great game? Yes and no. I mean, I think he, he'll be used, but he's not going to have that great of a game. The bigger question is for most fancy owners out there, what's going on with Rashad Jennings? Still not still ready. Not, yeah, right. He's still not ready. People are thinking, well, it's after the bye. Yeah, he should yeah, be ready. Yeah. No, he's not. Uh, the injury is a little more serious than people thought. And by the way, he's a lot more brittle than you thought. The guy just doesn't stay healthy. He's not a healthy type of guy. Uh, you're gonna you gotta have to hold on to him a little bit longer, but he's not gonna be back this week. My guess is I don't think he's gonna be back next week either. 
You're going to have to wait till week 11. This That's going to be my guess with this game. And this game is going to be uh, with the Colts and what the Giants are going to have to do it through the air. You know, he's just yeah. for the reason you said, Williams, whether he wants to contact or not, hasn't been good. Right. He hasn't been looked like a, a guy that could be their fu- the future running back. Not to say he can't be, but he's a rookie, and there's a lot to learn. So, um, Indy, normally very good against tight ends. This year, not so much. If you all remember, that first game of the year, Julius Thomas ate him alive. Mm. Last week, uh, Heath Miller ate him alive. Yeah. Um, it could be had. Uh, Larry Donnell, Donnell uh, yeah, this he is- can do something against this team. So and again, he, he he's going to have to because you don't have Victor Cruz, who also occupied a lot of the middle of the field as well. Listen, Indy has some of the highest scoring games of the week. I would expect the exact same thing to happen this week. It's awesome. Well, here's what I'll say. We got we're, we're we're closing out your fantasy teams dressed to the nines. We got uh we got episode nine rocking out show one fifty one. Awesome knowledge dropping the stuff for all of our listeners. Thanks, guys. Uh, been an exciting, exciting fantasy season so far, and in a lot of ways, it's just getting started. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll be back here next week with even more knowledge. But until then, who's your daddy? His what? His Fasha, Dr. Evil. His Farger? It's Farger. His Fasha. You know, the Fasha. Yeah, gold member. I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch. Okay, perv boy. Fasha. He's dad. Dad is Fasha. Oh, he's dad. Oh, he's. Father. <laughs> we are the father. Into shock.